Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following, your source for film discussion, criticism, and all sorts of chicanery from three people who really like movies every now and then here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. We're on episode 79 of our deep dive into cinematic adventure, War Angels to Some, Demons to Others. Join us! Every two weeks here on Cult Following, find us on iTunes, cultfollowing.co, Google Play, and SoundCloud. I'm one of your three hosts for this occasion, Victor Moreno, along with Kirby Nelson, and Joshua T. Ruth. Just call me Pirate Angel, or Angel Pirate. He's like a pirate angel. What? In this episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive on... Avengers Infinity War. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Westworld. Basically, the things that have been dominating the geek, the movie geekosphere for the last two weeks. That's it, pretty much. Uh, So this is going to be a deep dive. We assume you, like most people, have already seen this movie. Who hasn't seen Avengers (laughs) at this point? Uh, <laughs> You're going to get spoiled, people. We're going to be talking about a lot of hardcore geek shit. So just a, a piece of statistics. I don't know if you guys heard this statistic, but um, uh, <laughs> uh, Asia, uh, or sorry, not Asia, uh, the um, Infinity War made more money in its opening weekend than Justice League made in its entire run. Yes, I did hear about that. So yeah, who hasn't seen this movie? Right. Russia and China. It, can, push it does it tell something about the importance right? of critical... Uh, dissertation and discussion because i mean speaking for myself even if i'd known justice league was garbage i still would have gone to see it i did yeah so because it it's like justice league why wouldn't you go you're like Ugh. well that yeah. tells you a little bit about economics too but we can get into that yeah. another time i mean i don't even know if it says as much about like the critical because it does that's part of it yeah but it also um it shows that like because marvel took all that time and built this audience right that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, I, well, I really feel like, especially when you rewatch Justice League, you're struck by the fact that you really like Wonder Woman because yeah. you got to know her in a really awesome movie. And that's pretty much it because the other characters had movies. Superman doesn't show up to like two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Well, a big part of it, I think, was they said uh, they're on Infinity War makes 19 MCU movies. They did yeah. that in 10 years. Uh, I consider Man of Steel the start of the DCU. So you have uh, five years in. Yeah. So they did half the time and less than half. I was really thinking about this two weeks ago where, put it this way, because Justice League is the lowest lowest, uh, earning of all the DC Expanded Universe films. That means it made less than both of (laughs) them. Then Man of Steel, it made less than Suicide right. Squad, made less than Batman versus Superman. It means they, they're just doing it wrong. Well, that, yeah, it shouldn't because happen that way. The whole thing is the big pop they really wanted to get. Like they thought, oh, if Batman versus Superman makes a ton of money, Justice League will make just as much. No, you blew that goodwill on yeah. Batman versus Superman, a movie that literally i don't think anyone ever asked for it, but warner brothers has been dead set on making for the better part of the last decade 
they wanted a, a Batman movie. And I mean, if they would have made Man of Steel, which it's like people didn't love, 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 but but I would it's say it's still that they good. Liked it. it has problems, which yeah, you know, we you know we can talk about the fact that they overcompensated. Sure, in Batman versus Superman, telling you, oh, it's you know the whole thing where they're fighting on the Gotham Shore. Don't worry, it's uninhabited. Yeah, stupid. Well, but the other part too was. You know, it, I consider it the Freddy versus Jason dichotomy. It's like that took 10 years, 10 to 15 years, 10 years from the original Nightmare or 20 years from the original Nightmare and about 25 from the original uh, Friday the 13th. So it's like you could argue technically that they made Superman and Batman films, but they really only waited about 10 years yeah. between the two. So they again, they're just they blow their load way too fast. Yeah, like, and I'm not I'm not really gonna shit to you because I've rewatched a lot of these movies kind of in prep for talking about this, and I rewatched Justice League. It's it's not a terrible movie. It's just a movie that shouldn't have been Justice League. Sure, it should have been like a subplot in in like a Batman movie where he finds out about mother bo- like the mother box thing needed to be teased out more. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. So when you get to Infinity War, you've had Black Panther, you've had all these, like, oh, we want to see more of these characters. In Justice League, you're just meeting Flash for the first time, you're just meeting Aquaman for the first time, and it's like, that's cool, but you're not invested enough from those characters' own movies that you're bringing in a separate franchise. This brought in the franchise of multiple movies that have been in the top 100 earning movies of all time. And yeah. that's why it's got the highest grossing weekend of all time easily. I do think it's interesting um, how it's like we're kind of in uncharted territory when it comes to Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know, because what they're doing has never been done, right? No. Um, and, and I feel like they kind of stumbled onto it, and that's probably yeah. the best way that it happened organically. I, I, I would also... I will give them a ton of credit too, not just for patience, but by trusting in things like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and, and Ant-Man to actually get some bit of an audience and get people interested so that they could kind of build this. Not that Ant-Man was in Infinity War, but, no. you know, but, but spoiler. Again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a spoiler cast, by the way, everybody. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like by, by taking that time by saying, okay, you know, we're going to start with Iron Man, right? Which nobody knows who iron man is which is hilarious now in hindsight because everybody thinks iron man is basically the batman of marvel and i can tell you 2008 iron man was as c-list as the guardians of the galaxy as was robert downey yeah at the time so yeah you pretty much have people that they took they took chances from the beginning and they I'm not saying that DC didn't as well, because they have. It's just a matter of... I think it's a philosophical difference, because they were riding the wave of the Nolan films, and those films, I think up until, like, Wonder Woman, and I feel like Justice League kind of has it half and half. Mm -hmm. They're, like, basically this grounded, like, dour thing. And this is one of the things I thought was really interesting, because I rewatched Watchmen and Batman vs. Superman this week. Right. And rorschach and batman are so similar in both those movies and it shouldn't be that way mind you that's a Zack snyder thing but really rorschach is a black and white nihilist Mm -hmm. and you watch batman versus superman and batman is the exact same way and really i i do have a big problem with that yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's just one of those things where it's funny that uh, josh was saying like the uncharted wars thing you know they keep you know been hyping up Han Solo here, and it's like 
you you lost it force awakens that was your one and only chance like mm-hmm. that was your chance to get back and make i i literally did believe in some naive way that that film was going to make like a billion dollars in its first two weeks just because of having such a generational line yeah so many people who've been waiting so long after the, and i think the prequels maybe you know killed a part of that but I just, for all the classic fans and all the people who grew up with, I was like, "This is gonna, this is the one. It's gonna dethrone uh, Titanic and Avatar." I think, and then I it think just Infinity like, War nope. probably has a good chance of making uh, that happen. I agree. I definitely think it has a chance. And and something actually dawned on me. And I, you know, I guess we're probably gonna talk about Infinity War a little later. But I do just want to say this one point, which is it kind of dawned on me upon watching Infinity War. Um, especially the experience of watching it with an audience the yeah. first night is it really dawned on me that these, this is our Star Wars, you know, oh, yeah. in a no, way that w- Star Wars isn't. Without a doubt, I, I really do think if you look at Star Wars in hindsight, it's very much like the brainchild of George Lucas. Like, mm-hmm. that's why you had a trilogy based on an economic embargo, right. you know, and, and that's, why looking back at the original trilogy, it's so hard to get into it. It's just like, oh my god, it's just, it's a very hard. Uh, you're not you're not talking about the original trilogy. No, no, no I'm talking prequel? about the the quote unquote episodes one through three. Okay, the so the prequel trilogy. Yeah, the prequel yeah, yeah, yeah. trilogy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, at one point, those were some of the highest grossing movies ever. But basically, you watch them now, and I'm not going to get into a Jar Jar Binks thing or anything like that. I'm just saying. They're not that engaging. I will just quickly say I think Revenge of the Sith is unfairly maligned. I think is actually really well. Good no, movie. it's the it's best of the with three. Those two movies, it's the best you know. of the three, but it's mainly like the first. You know, um, Phantom it's Menace. A, it's a solid Phantom Menace movie. is is essentially filler. It's very hard to argue that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's telling you stuff you need to know. But I mean, yeah, other than the, I mean, the end and the pod races, I could do without it. Yeah, you know? like I, I mean, basically everything that Phantom Menace tells you, yeah, you could learn in a, but in, a in an it, opening it, scroll. And you know? it's interesting because, like, if you look at now, you have the Star Wars stories like Rogue One, like they're filling in dots, but they're sure. not essential. No, I think the Marvel Universe movies. They make it so each one of them is essential. Agreed. Some of them, yeah. even in hindsight, because the the uh, stinger at the end of um, Incredible Hulk ended up not really having a payoff, and then later on they they uh, brought um, William Hurt back. So then that stinger did have a payoff right. in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a retcon, which is right out of comic books. So yeah, like oh no, we made that stinger mean something, and so now you got to watch it. I mean. The, but what boils down to for me is, and this is funny, as being not a very big Star Wars fan, which I publicly admit, is is that Rogue One was actually memorable to me, whereas I can't remember almost anything of Force Awakens or Last yeah. Jedi. They were both not good movies to me. And well, we so, rewatched like Last Jedi. No, it's the just other day. I mean to me, but, not, yeah. like, not being a fan, yeah, but not. Act, I'm one time I was memorable. Like we Star Wars fans, Last I, Jedi I, I am, feels like I am two shaking movies. my head in disagreement at that. By the no, way, no, Last Jedi, I am representing I, quietly. Yeah. I feel like Last no, 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 Jedi Last is two different is two movies worth of movies. I I I've I've definitely cooled on Last Jedi. I will definitely go to the map for Force Awakens, though. I think it's a very good movie. No, but what I mean is, is that I think it's that what people like what we're talking about is the resonation of what keeps people interested. Yeah. and like how they I'll develop movies. Yeah, I like the idea that Rogue One they broke out of the Star Wars ghetto and actually started saying we're not going to do it. May be a part of the history and the the timeline. 
but we are going to make our own characters and our own story and to not make it a happy ending. I right. mean, which Rogue One. I really like not. the ending of Rogue One. So do I. I yeah. think it's amazing. I think it's probably one of the best things, which I'm also going to say is the thing I liked about Infinity Wars. One of my favorite things in yeah. advance was the ending. So, I actually have mm-hmm. some issues with that ending. Me too. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get those. to that. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, do we want to just maybe talk about some of the other stuff? For, yeah, we might as we're well, getting hard we're getting into Infinity. Into I yeah, will yeah. say it is very, I, I feel very pleasantly surprised that Infinity War is as good as it is because I yes. was going in there thinking it was going to be a not very good Age of Ultron meets Civil mm. War kind of, cause I, I've gone on the record multiple times as saying I don't think Civil War is a very good movie. I think Civil War leaves a lot to be desired. Is, yeah, good. and I think Age of Ultron is garbage. Age of Ultron is one of the worst movies I've yeah. ever seen in my life, ever. Yeah. That seems hyperbolic. I mean, is it really that bad? Yeah, it really is. All right. And I'm, uh, I'm completely serious. I, I feel, I'm not straining well, it at all. I'll it talk really about is. that, but basically, I think Age of Ultron is really bad, mainly because you could tell Joss Whedon's heart isn't in it at it's all. True. Yeah, And I can give he you that. just didn't pay attention to any of So basically... It complete like it's like how the way like uh Civil War kind of just commits character assassination on Iron Man on a giant level, right? Leaving his friends to rot and pr- I I could get into it, but I, I don't care for either of those movies. <laughs> Age of Ultron, it's just basically like uh Winter Soldier sets up uh Baron von Strucker's like oh he's gonna be this really interesting character and Joss Whedon's like no let's make him a one note joke villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that right from the get go. It's like what the fuck, and then we can get into the whole thing about. Um, you know, oh, Scarlet Widow can't have kids. She's an abomination. Oh, oh, uh, are you talking about uh, Black or Widow? Black Widow? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlet Johansson, yeah, Widow yeah, becomes yeah. Scarlet Widow. Well, and that's that's <laughs> confusing because they're Scarlet Witch. Yes, too, exactly. As well, so, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, the MCU, there are people who are going to, who have defended every single movie or think. Everything is great in it. No. Either, whether I think it's, to fans. me, it's pretty obvious. I think if you talk to most people who are into the MCU, they'll easily say either or both of the of the Thor movies are at the bottom, and probably uh, Age of Ultron. I think Thor two is awesome, and I don't understand but why the people first hate one it. So I agree much. with. I agree it with, was fine for when it came out, but it's like really boring now. Yeah. No, yeah. I think Dark World is is very underappreciated. I don't think it's a great film. I'm glad because that what they took in Ragnarok because that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, it couldn't go anywhere else. You would have kept making yeah. these bland, bland movies. Oh yeah. I mean, rewatch Thor now and it's like, man, it's like an agents of shield episode. Right. Basically. Like seriously, yeah. it's yeah. where's the budget in this movie. It did. They didn't have much. You yeah. could tell they were starting small. They were casting unknown actors. Yeah. You know, like they clearly didn't have much of a budget. Um, no, it's absolutely true. Definitely. I mean, the things that I, I think are memorable in the original Thor, there's like, it's honestly, it's the jokes. It's yeah. like the, the fish out of water kind of jokes. Well, I'm glad, like, I think it took Taika Waititi to do it basically, but I'm glad they really lo- like locked onto like, let's make dumb Thor funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, I, yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about other stuff. Yeah, then. yeah. Just then I, we'll I get right back to like that. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean well, it's like we'll almost like wrap up fighter science. Right, well, just a couple things really quick because um, it's just like you might as well. I, I really <laughs> want to talk about Westworld. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Because yeah. um yeah Westworld came back and you know Westworld season one I still think is one of the best like first seasons of any show ever. Yeah. It's basically a long movie and it was like 
why are they even bringing this show back if Anthony Hopkins isn't even going to be in it? And it, I right now I'm just I'm way more invested in Westworld right now at mm-hmm. this point than I was in Westworld season one at the same point. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what I love about Westworld season one, right, is because um, I'm I'm a huge fan of the old original film Westworld yeah. and even Future World. Um, I think has has a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I love both those movies. Um, you I know, have both of them. Yeah, absolutely. And and how you know people kind of it's kind of understood that uh, Westworld was like the rough draft for Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like what Michael Crichton did before he did Jurassic Park, right? Um, and and so I love that old movie. What I love about season one is how it's kind of nothing like the movie. Yeah. Um, it's still Westworld, but yet it manages to be nothing like the movie. And then what I think is fascinating about season two is it's very much like the movie. It's very much like the movie, but in a weird Jurassic Park way. Right. Because you're getting like... You're getting the Jurassic Park storyline in yeah. one timeline, and then you're just getting just straight weird Westworld. But then, like, I have, you know, I, I still, my personal take on this whole thing is I don't really think Dolores is free in the way that Maeve is. Right. I think this is just like Ford's fuck you to the man in black. Well, I definitely agree with that. I yeah. think that she is, you know, and, and at least I will say that, that they're wearing that on his shoulder is that she is the, uh, the, Wyatt, yeah. you know, um, very much, and she is Dolores, and those two things. But regardless, I think she is absolutely playing a role. Yeah, you know. But um, the thing with like Maeve, I'm like, they're really like that's really on the back burner right now. But I really, I really feel like she's actually broken free of this yeah, thing. Absolutely. But like that, the last episode was just like all these flashbacks, and that was a super strong episode. That it was, uh, I would have to say, it was my favorite episode of the entire series. Yeah. But it's, it's like. And I like how the description, because they always give the descriptions on HBO Go, and this yeah. one says, let's take it back to the beginning, shall we? Yeah. Um, you know, and how you had, like, these, just, I love it. It's like you meet De- uh, Delos. And, right. You know, and all that kind of stuff, right? Just And, and I, I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but that scene at the party, you know, was just so good. Um, you know, and you could see it coming, you know, when they, 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 they take Delos and they're like, yeah, we want to take you somewhere. And he's like, Oh, I thought, you know, I thought you guys were taking me to a private demonstration. You oh know? Yeah, yeah. That part, you know? Oh yeah. That so was really good. good. And I could see it coming a mile away because I recognize the people in the room. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Oh, oh it, I know what's I happening. I like the new people they've cast because they've got the Indian from season two of Fargo. I know. I'm like, Oh my God, it's just going to be awesome. Cause I hate to say it right now. You're here me fanboy but if you have not seen season two of fargo he is you a need bad to fucking watch that, that dude right is like now. i mean well season one is oh great yeah too. both um but yeah that dude is like i mean like the biggest badass since anton sugar yeah you know like he really is like dude is awesome which is interesting because that's you know cohen brothers and yeah. this is fargo and i definitely think he's kind of supposed to be an anton sugar kind of a character yeah um you know there's always that i mean that's kind of what billy bob was in the first season yeah exactly know? um but yeah so so seeing him join it and i mean wondering where he's gonna take place in the other timeline right you know just you know with the whole ghost nation and all that stuff yeah it's really interesting well it's also Here's one of the things I'm wondering, because I've noticed, like, Armistice, I don't mm-hmm. think she's in it this season. It, oh, really? Well, there's certainly, like, you know Anthony Hopkins is in it, because sure. they've used a CGI. I guess he's still using his, his that's voice. still his voice, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of feel like Tallulah Riley is uh-huh. kind of taking Armistice's place. Yeah, you're right, because she was very much at the end of season one. Yeah, and, like, 
just like how Lee, what what's his face, is taking mm-hmm. Felix's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, I kind of feel like both of those characters would have showed up by now. Right. Yeah. But Westworld does like to do that, though. They like to just, like, say, well, we're done with this actor, so we're yeah. going to get rid of them. Like, what's her face? I can't remember. But from season one, like, she's just gone, like, halfway through the season. Oh, Elsie? Yeah, Elsie. Well, later on, you find out that, like, Bernard killed her oh, really? in a flashback. Yeah, gotcha. But again, she was yeah. clearly just written off the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just definitely love it. This latest episode of um, Westworld was uh, directed by Vincenzo Natali. Yeah. Um, who he also did an uh, episode of he did season Cube, one. Yeah, he did Cube and, and Splice. Yeah, Splice, yeah. which I also really like. So I think he Apparently just he also part. directed the pilot to the Tremors show that sci-fi didn't pick up the kevin bacon was in oh what yeah dude and I they just put that. out it i would rather see that than the direct-to-video tremor right? just put out this week <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah westworld is awesome and again only two episodes in but i just do have to give a shout out to just how much like peak tv is happening right now yeah um you know just because obviously westworld is fantastic um handmaid's tale season two just started i know we're a little mixed on that i've only seen the first episode um you know but second uh, episode is really good awesome i'm glad to hear that um but then there's uh, you know there's legion is is airing right now um i'm uh, the terror is getting better and better i still need to watch that i think i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait till it's over and then just watch it all at once there's only three episodes left yeah so at this point i might as well yeah absolutely so we're getting there but um you know it was just there's just so much good television happening right now um it's really really awesome i know i watched it yeah and i watched like uh the show on netflix it's like troy the fall of the city Uh uh-huh it's really good it's kind of like uh it was a bbc netflix co-production it's all about like the trojan war awesome and it's like eight episodes i was like man this is actually really surprisingly good right yeah i think netflix is pouring a lot more money they really want to be that like they want to have a Game of Thrones or something. They're really yeah. working towards that. Like yeah. when they build up enough capital or get an investor that's you know, willing to really put it all on the line, or they're able to pick up a property, the rights or something like mm-hmm. that. I think that that's that's their end game. I mean, Stranger it's, Things is kind of Stranger that, Things but is their like, it is it is a and big they have show, they do have them every now and then because for yeah. a while it was House of Cards. It was and, and it was then, Orange of the New Black. Yeah, like the New Black. Season, the Black. No, they they've had successes and then they've had ones that obviously like you know it's real weird thinking like I wonder what Hemlock Grove would be like <laughs> if if Nat Post it yeah. would be like. But I also what's his name. <laughs> I kept going when we were talking about the one with uh, Truth or Dare. You're like, the Daniel Radcliffe, poor man's fucking dude that oh, leads yeah. him off is the werewolf in uh, uh, Hemlock Grove. And I was like, I think I'm like, the only person who like knows that. Dude, I tried it. to watch that show once. I just couldn't get into it. I remember dude, uh, dude from It is in it. And yeah, that's I what think, I mean. Like, it and Bamka Jensen. Bigger, yeah, net, bigger now. And there was a girl with a weird eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched all, the third season is... is horrible but the first two i love i mean it's trashy but not like it's more like a pulpy it's a very like mishmash of stuff and i just i i enjoy it i i think it's one of those ones that i think people are gonna come back to in like 20 years and be like this show is amazing the dude from it yeah exactly dude Famkin Jansen. Famkin Jansen. guy with the weird eye <laughs> <laughs> I just kept picturing that when you said that, man. Yeah. That's a good descriptor. I think you should put that on the poster. Right. <laughs> Guy with a weird eye. Weird Pretty much. 
that's I think that's the way a lot of this yeah. stuff is now. You pretty much have just got to describe. <laughs> it's like, hell, man. I think I honestly every time, not to give away a million dollar idea, but all the time is always like, it's like just take that template of whatever Wednesday Adams fucking uh, Lydia Dietz character. Uh-huh. You just need to get that into a show. Like right? that just needs to be another show. You just need to use like. The God, I'm so misunderstood. Yeah. That help. That's the name of the show. I'm so misunderstood. <laughs> there you, there you go. Away Problem solved. Take it and run with Kirby. it. Kirby. But just is know it, that I copyright no, You better give right Kirby Nelson now. credit. Yep. There you yep. go. Boom. But um, we are, we are, we are taking this podcast and mailing it to ourselves uh, we right are. now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Time date stamp. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, I really do think that I, I, I agree. Those are all have become big shows, but also died down. I mean, sure. House Cards, obviously, why? Yeah, but it also suffered, and it's and so did Orange is the New Black, and it's I later think seasons. It's in terms also of gen- general popularity. I think their method of dropping something all at once is is it's really good at dominating a conversation over a couple of weeks and then dying off, right? Because everybody's watched it, they've binged it, it's over. Something like a Game of Thrones stays in the zeitgeist, you know, because it's it's that event for those two and a half months that it's on. Like that is what yeah. you do. You're talking about Game of Thrones. You're watching Game of Thrones, getting together with your friends and watching it. And that's one thing. I mean, I'll say I do that with Stranger Things, but it's a weekend. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we binge it over a weekend and we hang out, we eat popcorn, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you have something like a Game of Thrones or now a Westworld, which is clearly what they're doing, they're putting in Westworld now, they're, you know, we're, we don't have any Game of Thrones this year, and they're saying this is your replacement for that. It's even the same, yeah. you know, the same time Well, that Stranger Game of Things, was. too, is the, uh, is the uh, you know, we're going to release this around Halloween or right. October. We're going to keep it timely and in the season. And, you know, you can watch it any time, but people... Like, I noticed they tried, like, again, they've tried with a few shows like Santa Clarita Diet. And oh, yeah. I where really they, can't get into that. Where they I never even tried it because I hate uh, the title. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny. I mean, it's, yeah. it's funny and, and enjoyable in a way. It's just what, where they're going, like, the horror comedy. Yeah. But it's just, I, it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't, doesn't flow stick. at all. Yeah. Like, I think um, Timothy Oliphant is really good on there because he's just, like, hamming it up. And Drew Barrymore is just fucking awful in it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, Timothy Oliphant's always good. So, yeah, he's basically know. what it reminds me of is weeds, and that it, it's no, no, no. In the sense of see, this is why I would say with weeds, it weeds, is a lot like weeds, weeds, or you hate the main character <laughs> so much that I, I don't think I've ever hated a character as much as I hate her. Yeah, because like, she's I, I basically truly abhor her. it's Drew Barrymore playing this happier version of drew barrymore <laughs> who happens to kill people and mm, i just it that doesn't just sounds annoying man. it doesn't work on any level like it's all the secondary characters yeah. and timothy Olfant basically that make it enjoyable everything else in it is so you know you ever see like things where it's like okay and i know you've seen these for like hbo where they do their thing and they're like here's all the hbo shows we have and it's yeah. you know and it's like you know Game of Thrones, Westworld, and you know, Silicon Valley, right? And it's just oh, like yeah. showing all. I've been things. watching that too. Um, by the way, it's awful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't even gone back because Jim Miller's gone. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I haven't. I mean, I used to love Silicon Valley. Yeah. I didn't even bother to watch it yet. Um, so, so, but so, have you seen these? That's ones a for, ringing um, endorsement, yeah, right? I hope you had that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have you seen the ones for Showtime? 
no. and it's like so I have the showtime thing, so right? showtime it's like they'll do their same thing and like i don't know some show i can't remember and some other show and it's like every one of them looks like bad and every time i see the showtime thing it's like i can't get the idea of shelbyville out of my head what's Be- shelbyville you know like from the simpsons how they oh, have like, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know like the weird other town yeah um and and it's like that's what showtime feels like to me because there's all these shows that's like i don't have any interest in they look weird to me I've... and weeds was one of them man yeah. and i c- i couldn't get on board with weeds cuz it just felt like that weird shelbyville version of hbo <laughs> man what's strange about showtime is they swear like every few years they get a good show and mm-hmm. then they somehow milk it into the ground and then but then someone will try really hard to get me into it like homecoming was it uh-huh. the one with claire danes home oh yeah. yeah oh yeah home homeland, homeland everyone does talk it. about that yeah, i have no and interest I remember, in it. Like, that, that doesn't even I help remember that three Alice. of us came up with three different <laughs> yeah. titles i remember allison tried so hard to get me into that show like oh my god homeland is so right? good and i'm like i just i can't no I can't man watch i'm telling it. you but, I feel, but then, like, I, I felt I tried... the same way about dexter dude like i'm like not interested dexter was good for a while and i feel like it went on too long uh-huh. like the orange is the new black effect i always try to explain to people is breaking bad is the only one who ever got right they knew when their time was up yeah and did it right and then everybody else it just was because weeds and dexter are the top two i can think of where they have some great seasons and i i actually did it all i watched every episode and i think that that's because i tried to do that with like penny dreadful like that show starts off really interesting and then just kind of oh totally boring oh very really boring really boring and then um god what show was like that too masters of sex Started off really interesting, and then it's just like, eh, I don't. I was, was there an episode last week? <laughs> yeah. You know that thing yep. you trail off like, oh, I'll catch I up know. next. And week. I'm going to say, unfortunately, um, I'm kind of there with Legion. Like, I'm not completely off the Legion train, but um, I mean, I haven't watched the last three episodes. There's, it's, there's it's really one that's out. really good. You should watch. It's yeah. the origin of um, what's her face's character. Uh, the the um the girl who touches people. Oh, Carrie. Yeah. yeah. Or, or no, no. Oh, his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it's like it's mainly it's weird because it's like a whole awesome. Like the first half hour is this thing, and then that's then once that's over, then you get like FX presents Legion. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't hate the show, but like honestly, it's so inscrutable in the second season. And I, you know, I mean, I love yeah. Legion season one. Yeah. So to to feel this way about season two. Is kind of bumming me out to yeah. be honest with you but i think it's also because there's so much damn good tv on and i'm playing god of war yeah. like so it's like i'm kind of like i only have so much time yeah well that's right the now. other thing that they have every channel everybody has difficulty with is fatigue yeah and and if you put too many shows and there's too much people are going it things are going to fall by the wayside yeah just like any other genre or medium but i think a big part of it is, is that uh, what really sours people is is that they um people hype stuff up so much yeah like uh, if you notice i was conspicuously absent from the westworld discussions because yeah. i watched the first season i didn't like it right and like mm. it's not because i thought it was beautifully shot great actors great set i love the original mm-hmm. movie and everything was with it i just people kept telling me how amazing it was i i mean i watched it i enjoyed it enough yeah, but I like. I'm like they make a season two i could so let me know you should watch you... this season because it's more like westworld the movie so, but let me just ask you this. Did you sure. binge it? 
Yes. Okay. So, and because and I can't speak to that experience, but yeah. one thing I can say about season one is watching season one week by week and then like theorizing every yeah. single week and like I listening to a podcast that may have part of it. And again, sure. that's not I to just your very, opinion at all. I very seriously considered just doing my thoughts on Westworld as a separate podcast because <laughs> I yeah. was just like, I've been getting on Reddit and it's weird. Right. Like, see, I feel like a lot of people right now in Westworld are trying to find like the big like the big reveal i don't well, really think there i mean is i one. love it that the, that the producers are in on that with the whole rick roll yeah, that they did i saw that too you know like that's definitely i mean i i respect that but it is a reddit show like westworld yeah. is a reddit show and, well and, it surprises me watching it how many people watch it and don't really get it yeah like they get like one they, it, what i keep seeing is like there's like one subplot they're into, and then there's like maybe like one mm-hmm. that they just don't understand at all. One hundred percent, dude. And because like I would religiously listen to the Decoding Westworld podcast yeah. as uh, season one was happening, and so I would because you know basically the Joanna Robinson who's on that it basically is a huge redditor, right? Yeah. So she follows the Reddit theories and everything. So she and she'll be the first to admit it. Like she called all these things that happened in season yeah. one, but it was the redditors that called it out, and she gave credit where credit it was due yeah. but so it's so funny because last year i had all these people keep coming up to me and being like so what's going on at westworld and i'd like lay it all out for them it's like well this is what i think from this podcast i listen to which is yeah. what reddit thinks and of course that was all true but they were just still into it having no idea oh, what yeah. it's about well you know? here's like one i thought was really interesting the fact that the end of the first episode you see teddy in the flood yeah there were huge threads on there that didn't know who that character was. There was there were at least two giant ones that thought that was Elsie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, his don't you and get his name it? is Teddy, Teddy Flood. Flood. Yeah, it's it's exactly. really drawing the line for you. But right. it's like, no, a lot of people have problems with that. Yep, you know. Yeah, but I, you know, I like I can jo- I enjoy watching. I jump on there all the time and I throw in my two cents and I get lots of karma for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree, though, with your postulation, Judd. I think it does have a huge amount to do. Right. I really believe that's Game of Thrones success. Yeah. Not because it's not a good show mm-hmm. or anything, but I think a huge part is is the the people who've read the novels, yeah. the, the, the culture sure. online. Sure. Like, there's a lot of different components yeah. and places You're you right. can go with it. Podcasts I, about it. Yeah. Podcasts yeah, about absolutely. it. Well, yeah, it's kind of that... like how they, one of the first ones I remember when they started doing, like, the Talking Dead thing after Walking Dead. Yep. And then that fed a whole new community of people. Mm-hmm. And again, that always tried exists. to do the same thing, yeah. too. But it always existed online and in different forums. But I think a lot of people were like, it's that feeling of, I want to talk about the show as soon as we stop watching it. That's yep. what people would do in their living room, and that's what I want to do. Well, they do. knew that people were getting together as yeah. friends and couch, you know, just watching it all together on the couch. Yeah. And so I think for them, they understood that, and very smartly so, they wanted to extend the event of it by having that whole thing. Um, so, yeah. And, and I mean, well, that's and Game just of Thrones marketing. is a big universe, yeah. too, where, I mean, it's so big. George R. R. Martin has a guy who just who did his website, who now is his literal, like, historian. Right. So yeah. he can keep everything all straight, because it's that perplexing. Well, now. yeah, and, and that's, to me, like, basically, you know, as these entities like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, which is spending billions on a Lord of the Rings show, mm-hmm. get more money, that's where you're going to see the prestige and all the highly, tightly written stuff. Right. You know, and then I think box office is going to be more like event films. Um, I will say this for, the, you know, your idea of uh, Netflix, you know, getting their own Game of Thrones. 
um, would be uh, The Witcher. You know, that's yeah. a very oh, yeah, good yeah, possibility. Yeah. They tried they to do that it. with that Marco Polo show that was oh, just terrible. No, no. you can't no, name it after a cool game. Culture. You just can't do it. And then you also have to have one, like, I think that that's where that the Star Trek show failed. Yeah. Was is that they had just put it on some. But right. I don't that, know. How do you even watch What? How do you watch that? You have to pay, and it's like a streaming channel. Is that I what it is? It okay. Yeah. And because you watch it I should know the answer too. to that question, and the fact that I don't know the answer to that question, it means it's well, bad marketing. It's going to get more crowded in two years because, you know, Disney's doing their own version and of Fox. A, Oh, and uh, Warner Brothers is doing one yeah. called DC Universe. Mm. You know, whether it's going to have the James Wan Swamp thing, it's going to mm. have that new Titan show. All I got to say is those shows better be fucking good to get yeah. me to subscribe to a DC Universe streaming thing. Well, it also has the new Young Justice cartoon. Yeah. Well, I think it all, but again, it's also a fan base. You have to pick stuff that people are into. Right. And it's yeah. like you were saying, with like, you were like, I, I, you know, the Showtime, I, I, I don't want to watch any of this. So mm-hmm. It's like, it's an easy sell. Yeah. Showtime and HBO and all those channels used to be, here's the movies we have, and then we have a couple original yeah. shows. Sure. And you used to be able to do lo-fi, like, Taxi, Red, what was the one? Red, uh, Shoe, Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries. And Tales also Taxi Cab Confessions. Tales don't from forget the crib, Real Sex. Yeah. Real Sex. And well, you could do all here's those, one of those easy. things that I have a big problem with in general. I feel like as it's going on, it's becoming more and more niche. Like, you know, there used to be a point in the life of a record store where there was a punk and hardcore section. Uh-huh. And then at one point it was punk, hardcore, screamo. Punk, hardcore, indie, screamo. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. You're getting every single subgenre is getting its own streaming service. That's interesting. It's the way that, like, AMC has the AMC app. They also own Filmstruck. They also own Shutter. Those could all be one app. Right. They could all be one. Just like wb they could they have hbo go they have hbo now they have cinemax go they have cwc they have cw like which i will say that is actually starting to happen some because i don't know if you've noticed this but like the amc app also has the nat geo app yeah um you know so it is actually a one-stop and ifc right yeah yeah you know so it's weird because each is kind of becoming its own little universe. Yeah, and the, but the problem is then you have to be um, how you advertise that and get right. people yeah. to know that it's all under this umbrella. It's like people who don't know that, you know, uh, KFC, Taco Bell, and all Pepsi are all well, owned by Yum, yum brands. brands. Yeah, it's, it's like, one of those yeah. things that's really interesting. Few people, but in, in some ways, I feel like. Like, for example, like WWE, like they were buying up libraries of, of uh, wrestling promotions the last two decades and really didn't have anything to do with them. And now they're the only game in town for everything. They're going to make they're making so much money off their network because they have unlimited old content that mm-hmm. they can repurpose into so many things. I, I feel like that's one of the few streaming things that I actually totally get my money's worth on. There's times I've thought about signing up for like UFC Fight Pass or like the same thing, you know, to see all these old history of pride and old UFC and all that stuff. I will freely say that when Fox makes a channel and it's season Simpsons seasons one through ten, <laughs> that I can just watch a, a jumble that random like a I think like that an, they iPod, have that. an iPod. They do. They have. Yeah, that. that's what I mean. But like, what I'm saying is, is, is that what I want is. They have. They you always, want like the uh, Cartoon Network app where they'll kind, put on a show. No, 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 and yeah. they have that. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I haven't yeah. used Simpsons it World uh, on FXX. Actually, the app has that. It's called Simpsons World, and then you can just press a thing and it'll just play random episodes. 
And then it also has all the seasons. But does it will allow me to just play certain seasons? Yes. That's what I'm yes. Oh, you then can I will select check season it out. one. It'll play well, season one in its entirety. Made my life better. Yeah, it's called Simpsons World on yeah. F. Uh, yeah, I just have to have I will X- say FXX. The FX. But I don't have the, FXX. Yeah, so. yeah I'll the, give you a well, log on. Yeah, because <laughs> that's one of the things. The FX app is probably one of the best cable apps because you get every Fox and you get FX movies, FXX, FX2, FX, Fox. And right. you get all this. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Also, yeah. Nat Geo. It, it wasn't AMC. It was FX. Yeah. Um. So you also have Nat Geo. Um. Yeah. Exactly. It's like all of them. Yeah. That's a great app. Definitely. And you can also get a live stream. Yeah. Like you can put it on and see what's live. on FXX East right now, mm, and it'll yep. play it live. Well, I remember when they when the FXX channel was just showing Simpsons. Yeah. I, I remember that when one of my exes had that, and I was like. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, it's literally yeah, an like, entire separate thing on the FXX app called Simpsons World, and then you go in there and it's like oh, that's nothing amazing. Yeah. I, I guess, and I, they also have playlists as well, Kirby. So if you want to oh, just watch wow. all of the Treehouse of Horrors in a row, you can do that. Yeah, um, so, yeah. we did that on Halloween. <laughs> Pardon, yeah, like <laughs> cut class with that. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that no, I mean, I figured something like that had already come or was coming, mm-hmm. but not like hey, I already knew. No, but I mean, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But it's that I don't keep in touch with sure. the uh the um you know i don't really keep in touch with any stuff well it's nice it's, to say like i wish this thing existed cool. and, and then find does. out it does exist uh, you know that's something because it's funny because i love that that concept as well it's funny because you know you guys know i'm like really in the giant bomb right so yeah. um uh i had, i had talked about like on the message boards you know I really wish I had something that was like a television channel that I could just turn to and was always showing some piece of giant bomb content. And then two weeks later, and I know I had nothing to do with this. This was just a, you know, like random chance thing. But two weeks later, they announced giant bomb infinite, which wow. is exactly that. You just go to this channel. You have to be a premium subscriber and they're basically at random. And then every time it's five minutes before the end of when they put up a vote to say, and it randomly chooses five options and which one do you, of these five do you guys vote for? And it's just the coolest thing so yeah the idea of having like oh gosh i wish this thing existed and then boom it's there is just the one of the coolest things about technology victor's pulling it up here in the uh, cult following theater yeah uh so i can see this and behold its glory yeah but i'm very very excited and yeah and slightly rust now okay so this so is favorite right. things and make playlists and just play seasons like Right, so you could do that. Now, the one I have is the actual F, uh, it's the FX app, which, um, will, it will actually do a thing where it'll just play an episode at random too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's different than FX now. Yeah, this is just everything. Yeah, 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 for sure. But you oh, can still do that. Daddy, I want it. Yeah, <laughs> likey. Um, yeah, yeah, that's super That awesome. is amazing. Oh, and I do also want to just quickly shout out one other, um, thing that has come on very recently that I really like is, um, it's called, uh, James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, it's only one episode in right now, but it's, it's really good. I mean, it's just the kind of thing I love, and it's certainly nothing. Oh, wait, there it is. Oh, okay. Perfect. Simpsons World. Yep, that's it. Simpsons World. So, so, uh, we're live, uh, doing this, but, okay, so that's just the same one, though. So I wonder. I'm sure if we play around with it, yeah, exactly, like a way to do it. Yeah, totally. Uh, but anyway, so that's only one episode in now, and basically, it's just one of those things where it's like it's Jim Cameron interviewing all these people, and you can clearly tell they did like a ton of interviews, almost like an I love the '80s kind of a way. Yeah, where they're basically going to stitch it together in an entire season. Um, so what I thought it was going to be was just one person every episode, but it's not because just that one 
episode has got Spielberg and Scorsese and, and George Lucas and everything. But they do kind of focus a little bit on one particular director or one subject. So, like, they talk about aliens in this one. So it's like they talk about um, Close Encounters and they talk about E.T. and they talk about War of the Worlds. But then they don't, you know, they also talk about H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. And they've got George Lucas and talking about it. So I, I'm sure. That, and then, oh, yeah, and they also talk about Alien, um, you know, and they interview Ridley Scott and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really cool for me. It's also one of those things where it's like I want to have seen everything, especially science fiction. Yeah. And so I'm watching and going like, okay, is there anything here that I haven't seen? You know, and so far, actually, no. Like I was like, oh, I've seen literally every one of these movies, but I'm sure at some point there's gonna be like, oh shoot, that's one I really need to see. Right. Um. But I really like it. It was very engaging, and you know, for fans of science fiction, I mean, you really can't go wrong. It's yeah. super good. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you might as well just jump into Infinity War now. Else we'll just dun, keep dun, talking dun, dun, about streaming dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 How does How does Infinity War start? I'm trying to remember what's the first thing that happens. The Thanos. Thanos, yes. right. It's basically so, the, the, so, end, so, the post-credits of Thor Ragnarok yeah, continued. Yeah, so let, let's get this right out the way. I One of the things I found really interesting. And it's right going to be spoilers. Spoilers, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers up the ass, people. Yes. Um, is how the first five minutes of uh infinity war instantly negates two marvel universe movies all together <laughs> okay wait, thor <laughs> ragnarok and guardians of the galaxy are instantly <laughs> negated by the first five minutes because you find out it happens offhand yeah thanos destroyed xandar to right, get the right the power stone you're right yeah you're absolutely you, right that's right guys yeah. remember guardians of the galaxy the movie that the entire point of that movie was to keep Ronan the Accuser from <laughs> setting foot on Xandar so he would destroy it with the so powers. I will say this at least at least half the Asgardians lived because he only killed half the Asgardians. So at least that didn't completely that, cancel. You know, I've Ragnarok. heard I've heard this was like a thing where they asked him at a thing, like, Oh uh -huh. yeah, no, no, no. Some of them survived. Yeah, yeah. The Valkyrie survived. Right. Because right from the get go, I'm like yeah, he just committed genocide. Yeah. Yeah, Thanos commits genocide twice in the first two well, minutes of this movie. And it makes me wonder if only half of Xandar is dead. Because that's kind of his thing. You know, I mean, could he could be. still have destroyed Xandar, but only killed half the people. It's, it's altogether possible, but right. yeah, I kind of doubt it. But I would say, yeah, we already have one character killed before the opening credits even happen. I like to think of it as Holocaust light. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's genocide, people. Right Let's up. just pretend yeah. the Asgardians are Armenian. Whoa! <laughs> Too soon. That was harsh. That was a very harsh political joke right, right there. Yeah. No. But yeah, right from the get-go, you know, John C. Riley and his cute kid, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Close, they're, she's dead. Right. Stanley. Mm -hmm. On uh, Xandarian <laughs> Stanley, he's dead. Right, right. Because Thanos already has the Power Stone, yeah. which he uses to wreck that refugee ship. Definitely, definitely wrecked it. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought everyone was dead, and then I was, and then I heard that same thing where it's like only half of them were killed. Because I was like, "Well, come on, Valkyrie's awesome. I don't want to lose Valkyrie. Yeah, I don't want to lose Korg. I yeah. mean, it's already bad enough that yeah, we uh, lose that Heimdall. Yeah, yeah. Idris Elba in his twenty-second long roll of sending. Hulk to Earth because otherwise Thanos like beats him like a redheaded stepchild. Mm -hmm. Like this is a movie that does not toy with your emotions, people. Yeah, yeah, or it does, depending on your opinion of the ending. Right. Well, well, we yeah, but we're starting there. at the beginning where it's like, yeah, you already have two major deaths. I mean, completely. 
Yeah, so there's the all first. of Thanos' kids. One of only one of which actually is named in the in the course of the movie, but I'll just tell you there's Ebony Ma, who's the guy who tortures okay. uh, tortures Doctor Strange throughout. The squ- uh, the uh, Squidward. Yeah. Okay. And then there is Corvus Grave. He's the dude who's hooked up with uh, Proxima Midnight. Okay. And she's the horn and, chick. And she's the chick. Okay. Yeah. And then there's um the Cult Obsidian, aka Supergiant. So, Alien Hulk. Okay. Yeah. And these are all of Thanos's reject kids. See, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for that I information. I count on Victor for all right? my. Yeah. Ask for when he's here yeah. for the rest. I was of like, so, I just don't know who the henchmen I, I are. I mean, I had researched it because honestly, I don't remember ninety percent of it. So yeah. it's like I read comic books as a kid, but back then you had to use your uh, yeah Marvel guides and uh, some other fill-in materials, yeah. reference the, the, materials. The, 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 the complete Marvel handbook, master edition. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not common back then. No, these are not. To. These are uncommon characters. These guys are the Black Order. They're all of Thanos's less favored mm-hmm. kids, minus Nebula and Gamora. I gotta say, Proxima Midnight is a really cool name. It's a really cool name. Yeah. I do like it's also it. Named it's like too Goth bad Band. that they actually <laughs> don't ever say it in the course I of know, the movie. I know, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, basically Thanos got tired of having underlings try to get the Infinity Stones from him in other movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so he got tired of, you know, Loki and the Outsider, or whatever that fucking dude was who was helping him in avengers that um, uh gets killed in another movie oh yeah, yeah um and then who else oh ronan the accuser mm-hmm. yeah it's oh like, yeah so thanos is over it he's just like i'm gonna get all the infinity stones right yeah and so of course and he, he's clearly capable he's clearly capable <laughs> we've the most just to put this in context because i researched this prior to infinity war you get total all the scenes thanos has only been in the marvel universe for four minutes yep yeah, Total sounds about time. right. Sounds about right. And most of it is him arguing with Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. You know. When, and for the longest time I always thought, yeah, Ronan the Accuser, they're never going to find a better bad guy than Ronan the Accuser. Uh, and then we've had our, we've our had string Killmonger. of awesome yeah. bad guys. Yeah, who all get killed in various movies. And Vulture. Yeah. Is Vulture, great. also good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Killmonger. Hello was very good. I mean, she Hel- was very yeah, one note. Very she was one, one note, note, but she was really She's like, good. fun. Yeah. Um, Loki has always been good, obviously. But, yeah. But, oh, um, let's talk about Loki. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what I was going to say when you were going beast. through the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and another major Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, demise. Heimdall dies. And then, of course, Thor's all locked up by the Ebony Maw. And then Loki has one of his, oh, I serve you, Thanos, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. He's going to pull a magic knife and, and slice Thanos' throat. And Thanos is kind of like, you pledge your life to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Bad choice of words. Yep. And then he just kills Loki. And then he just draws the exclamation point, no more resurrections for you. <laughs> that was harsh. Yeah. But I'm sure Tom Hiddleston is probably happy not to play uh, Loki anymore. But yeah, then it's like he blows up their ship. Yep. Which Thanos magic, or Thor magically survives. Well, he is, he is a god. Yeah, he is a god. Or, or alien. It, he's a god in the Stargate sense of the term. Sure. Sure. <laughs> there we go. That's a good term. I mean, Asgardians have the powers, the ba- so much powers, they basically may as well be gods. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, then we get to the Iron Man sub. So I gotta say, like, this was my main concern um, going in to Avengers uh, Infinity War. I thought... What I thought is this whole movie was gonna be like that whole beginning part. I thought it was gonna be like Earth. 
Yeah. And then it's like, maybe in part two, we actually went to space. Yeah. And boy, was I wrong. This one's full space epic. You might as well say this is like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It really kind of is. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, uh, that, that, that Captain uh, America, America Civil War. is Avengers right. 2.5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, this really is so Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And that's really the biggest surprise to I me. I think that's the main reason it actually works. It yeah. has scope and the weird character Well, you sure as hell didn't have to wait for anybody to get to Earth, at least in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The well, whole movie was it, a waiting I will game. say they probably played a lot with this this uh, script because it does flow very well mm-hmm. you know heimdall sends hulk and he crashes into the sanctum sanctorum and he tells you know dr strange like oh yeah thanos is coming and strange is like who the hell is thanos right and then it goes to the opening credits yeah he's like who yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah um, which is a well played well played and i think that uh that part was good too i mean i think in the end one overarching thing i'll say of course when you get into the avengers and the uh the um, Civil War and a few of the other films. I mean, I, I think you have to have a little bit of the wargasm that people want to yeah. see the mm-hmm. big battles. I mean, and obviously the trailers yeah. play it up a huge amount. So they they uh, parcel them out well here, yeah. uh, much better. And, that, and that's oh, the, thing. the one yeah. thing before I, I want to say is like, so um, Hulk ends up getting sent back to Earth because you know Hulk he hooks up, he fights Cullib City and. Call Obsidian wrecks his ass. He's about to die, and that's when Heimdall sends him to Earth. And that's the only time we actually see Hulk fight in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, doesn't he Doesn't he fight Thanos um, in the he, beginning? Bruce, no, no, he fights Call Obsidian. No, no, Thanos wrecks him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is Thanos. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. He fights Call Obsidian. He kind of, like, you knocks know, him out. Knocks him out. Right. And then Thanos beats the shit exactly. out of Hulk. It's, like, not even close. Right. Yeah. Which is insane to me because I had no idea that Thanos was that powerful yeah. with only one Infinity Stone. Yeah. You know? Like. Well, and that's one of the things. Like, this is the first movie we're actually seeing. Like, he has the Power Stone, which is a thing that we were told, hey, he can destroy Xandar with this fucking thing, right. Ronan. Right. And he uses it to very handily almost kill the Hulk. Yep. Yeah. And Hulk, from what we're getting throughout the rest of the movie, is afraid to come out because he's afraid of dying, essentially. Yeah, I was, um, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. You know, it's just that he got his ass handed to him, like, for the first time ever. Yeah. You know, and he's just, like, pouting. (laughs) Yeah. He won't come out. This is really funny. Well, I think they, they also had to, he plays obviously such a huge role in Ragnarok that they also, it would have been Thor or a Hulk overload. It's an yeah. interesting, you're basically, well, one of the things I remember Kevin Fake saying is you're getting like what a Hulk movie would have been and as a subplot throughout all these movies. Yeah. And basically you saw like Hulk was essentially a god living on the Grand Master's world. Right. Just like crushing people left and right. Sure. He, he be- yeah. like, I mean, it's Thor barely Hulk, beat right? him. Yeah. And this is one of the things you have to realize. Thor barely beat the Hulk. It's true. And Thanos, like, fucking crushes him like it's nothing. Right. Right yeah. from the get-go, that tells you how, like, definitely you know, the power helps. Thanos is. You know, I would say the Power Stone definitely yeah. helps. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, Which I will say, just as a quick side note to that, one, I'm sorry, one mild redeeming quality to me of Ultron is I do like the Bruce Banner character. Yeah. As the scientist mm-hmm. who that he's using that, like he gets to be himself, not yeah. overwhelmed, which I, I said, I will say Mark Ruffalo's performance always as Bruce Banner is great. Of course. Yeah. I just, um, you know, and that was another thing with Thanos. Of course, you always just kind of see him. And it's like, 
it kind of looks like Josh Brolin. And then you're <laughs> right. like, you know, I remember seeing the first few like little little images, and I'm like, but with a nutsack, which I thought yeah. was also one of the best play yeah. jokes. Right, yeah, but, they actually used uh, it. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I think that that was probably one of the better parts and stuff in terms of character development. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they did well on most of the and people. And I like how they, they actually carried that forward in an interesting way in this because, um, you know, with the fact that Hulk won't come out, yeah. it's like, yeah, we've seen Banner be a scientist and that's a good thing for him. But having him in the Hulk buster, yeah. um, you know, it's like, it's basically saying, look, I can be useful when I'm not the Hulk. And I yeah. do think that's an important thing for his character. Yeah. Because he definitely had this. He does. And I complex. do like, I do like that he, Bruce Banner is the one who kills off Cull Obsidian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It not was well the done. Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and like, let me say, like, you know, usually it's like, you know, they beat a villain and they usually don't die. No, that like the villains are very, are killed in a very Transformers kind of way in yeah. this movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically, you know, uh, <laughs> I Bruce... just am laughing thinking of like the studio meeting after the deal. Ooh, kind of neat about ooh, 10% more Michael Bay on this <laughs> yeah. part. Just... You know, oh, Proxima Midnight just, no, can't we have her like destroyed by a giant lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of went, um, it actually did when it happened. I was kind of like, ooh, it's very hot fuzz. I enjoyed yeah. that. <laughs> if there had just been more splatter, I would have yeah. liked it even more. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ba- as much splatter as they get away yeah. with. Yeah. Banner Banner tells Doctor Strange and Wong about Thanos, and they t- contact um, Tony Stark. Tony Stark is. Well, getting a little. We're good. Oh, we're good. Yeah, Tony Stark. This is like his big moment. Like, oh, I finally get to kill this guy that's giving me PTSD over nineteen movies. Yeah. Exactly. Like you realize this is one of those weird like. Oh, yeah, this is a subplot. It's like when you realize Undertaker's won 15 matches at WrestleMania. It's like, oh, let's make this a storyline. Yeah, yeah, basically, Tony's had PTSD since, like, what, Iron Man 2? Right. Yeah, over this shit. And like, It's true. Yeah. Yeah, or, well, it was in a... Or, Iron Avengers. Man 3. I think it was Avengers. Avengers, then leads on to Iron Man 3, right. then they revisit it over and over and over. But yeah, again. it was since Avengers, pretty yeah. much. And I mean, Sokovia just made it worse. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah. It's a big crux <laughs> of why he's an asshole in Civil War. Right. But yeah, so this is a simmering subplot. So, like, Tony starts, like, finally, I finally have my chance to get revenge on this guy who's fucked me up over the span of the last decade. Yep. Yeah, so he's like, I can handle this on my own with my new nanite armor, which is actually really cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of, like, Green Lantern, you know, just in the ability of, like, I'm going to come up with different things for different scenarios. Yeah. That's kind of, like, how they how they functioned it in It does that way. tell you also what a masochist Tony is, because he got his chest all healed up at the end of Iron Man 3. Right. And then now he's had this whole thing built into his chest. It's a casing for nanites yep. that feed off of metal so which i think i mean beyond the fact that i mean it keeps his iconic iron man look so yeah. obviously but it is an interesting subtle character thing is that he's almost addicted to it at this point yeah it's, you know? i think it goes without saying he's addicted to being iron man right the fact that like his his wife or i don't even know what his relationship with pepper is they're talking about having kids and she's telling him, come back and he just turns off the communicator well and he does say to what, what what's the other uh doc dr strange the other wizard 
Wong. Wong. You know, he says, Wong, you're invited to my wedding. So, you know, maybe that almost indicates that maybe they're engaged or that they're going to have a wedding. Um, And I do love the, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. I like the, just the the calling them wizards, the portrayal of them as wizards, which is very much what they are. Um, And I don't know, man, I will say this. I just love Doctor Strange's, you know, kind of whole presence in this film yeah i think as somebody who because he's so different than what the he's rest very of them are. detached but what you have to realize is like you know dr strange has been through this whole very groundhog's day thing where yeah. like dormammu essentially killed him millions of times yeah. for thousands of years right so he has this detachment to death and yeah. that leads into the end of the movie yeah where it's like yeah i'm gonna die but it doesn't really matter i think that there is something actually more to that um, yeah you know i mean i don't know if we're completely going in order if we want to talk well, about we that. can jump we can jump um, around but i but do just want to say on that because there's there is the part where he says you know i looked at what is it 14 yeah million that's exactly different ways, what i'm tach- right? touching on yeah he found the one way to win right which involves him all dying. of them dying yeah everybody has dying, no problem him giving with that. up the time stone yeah. as well um you know that's why he says this is the end game yes exactly yeah um, and which, that, that's that's one of the reasons the ending is anticlimactic to me. Right. But we'll get into that. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you know, basically, what ends up happening here is you know he's. Ha- I think it's all of them. It's Ebony, Ma, Corvus, Glaive, and Proxima Midnight all mm-hmm. show up. They're wrecking New York. Hulk won't hook up, and then Peter Parker notices. Oh, it's a giant stargate well and what we, you never we seen got, a spaceship before yeah, yeah right but more importantly we get the spider sense for the first yes. time which is not actually used at all in the first spider-man no. movie which is awesome which and it's tells just you subtle. his powers are yeah. developing exactly yeah um so that's just cool and what a cool way to show it just just the hair standing up yeah you know and everyone knew what that was yeah i do like how iron man very quickly breaks down what's going on to peter parker it's like Oh, uh, what's going on? Yeah, Mission, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wizards are looking for a magic rock. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a that was a good laugh line. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. The comedy in this movie, I feel, was very very well done. Yeah. Honestly. And I did like Spider Man. I feel like it's very weird to me because I really hated Spider Man for the last, you know, I would say fifteen years. Uh-huh. I hated Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I hate Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Mm. I like him. I That's like Spider Man now. Right. And it's just like. They've done a good job of rehabilitating that character, even though they've got this weird, totally non-comic canon like relationship with Stark. I sure. feel it really works. It does work. Yeah, I mean, it really definitely does. Um, you know, and and I mean, not for nothing, he's great. I mean, I did like the first two Tobey Maguire Spider Mans, but um, I mean, I just I would say this like this guy, he feels the most comic book Spider Man yeah. of anybody. Because number one, he's actually young. Tobey Maguire was never, yeah. you could never buy him as an actual high schooler no. when he was in that. You know, you totally do here. You yeah. totally see him as an actual high schooler. Um, and, he, and his voice being that high pitched high schooler voice yeah. is perfect for Spider Man because that's always the way you picture Spider Man yeah. as well. Um, yeah, absolutely nailed it. And man, I. Anytime Spider-Man came on, I was just grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. I really, really was. I like how they made the weird Iron Spider armor work. Yeah. It's just like, that's one of the things that I always thought looked stupid as a comic. It totally looks awesome in this movie. Yeah. Um, Curry, were you saying something? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, I, I still have respect as well for the first two Sam Raimi films. I, I just, I think people just look at them without the spectrum of that they are already... 15 plus years yeah, old. Yeah, like I said, I've always been very clear of the fact that I do not like Spider-Man as yeah, a character. True. So I'm already that. predisposed to not really like it. And that him. makes sense. And Homecoming for me 
in the end, I, I think I mentioned our end of the year was the only real. Um, I enjoyed other movies, but that was the only one I really actually. Yeah, um, I, I I would be like, uh, I think we always set our, our kind of precedent or criteria is what would I want to watch again immediately? If I was given a choice from all the comic book movies of 2017, Homecoming would be number one every yeah, time. Yeah, it's very solid. So it's, it's that. But I think um, it's the same way I feel about X2 as being one of my favorite comic book films of all time. And I feel like yeah. nobody talks about it. And I'm like... It was the first one to me that really dealt with like the heavier issues and dude X two is awesome. It, it's an excellent movie. The first one, not X-Men so much. X Men one is bad in the same way that Thor one is bad. Agree. Yeah, yeah very yeah, cookie cutter yeah, and put together. But um, you know, it, just to see that they, I'd say both. Of course, without X Men and Spider Man, the original Sam Raimi one, we wouldn't have. If they haven't yeah. been successful, I think it would have taken another. Yeah. No, few and years. it's it's a it's a formula from a past age essentially. Oh yeah. Right. Now it used to be like, oh, we need trilogies. Now it's like we need movies that go on forever. Right. You know. Well, and there's and, and you know this is just something I love about the MCU is there's still so much to come. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't even gotten the MCU X Men. Um. You know, Fantastic Four. Yeah. And then I think about like think about like Spirits of Vengeance, um, Midnight Suns. Well, here's one of my conjecture. Or the, points. the Spirit of Vengeance. I mean, but but you know you got Ghost of Ghost, Ghost Rider. You got Blade. Yeah. And the reason I thought about this because you guys are talking about Spider Man and X Men, right? Well, we still haven't even gotten gone back to Blade yet. Yeah. No. One of the things in this well, is... Well, Snaps is available for, for a very low <laughs> or price. Or Sticky Fingers. <laughs> or right. sti- hey, I thought Blade the Series was great, because yeah. I, I actually really did enjoy that. But <laughs> I, I will say, I think part of the reason that we haven't gotten the title yet for Avengers 4, and I'm sure we're going to get it at San Diego Con, is probably mm-hmm. because it might involve Galactus. <sighs> Ooh... That would be awesome. That's kind of Silver Surfer, dude. Yeah. Not Galactus, the giant mass of no. uh, interstellar energy. Yeah, you uh, never know what it's going to be. Galactus I mean, we the still cloud. Got, I mean, the MCU already did Ego, the Living Planet. Right. The fact that we already got Ego, but not Galactus, is kind of insane. Yeah, it is insane. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so yeah, basically they're taking off in their giant spaceship. Spider Man tags along, as does Iron Man and uh, Wong and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. And no, no, because they kidnapped Doctor Strange. Strange and Wong has to guard the sanctum. Yeah, so, he stays so it's beyond. yeah. All right, gotcha. And yeah, that's a very the ebony. and that's how we go to space. And it's just it's a really good flow, like you mentioned. And I like how the very next scene is space. Right. We get yeah. these title cards, and that one's just well, space. And, and then it's very much like, by the way, welcome to Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Three. Yeah. You know. So as they're flying around, they go to answer the call of the Asgardian refugee ship, ship which is Ashes. Yeah. And Thor lands on their windshield like <laughs> yeah, a bug. Totally. And you get one of the better introduction scenes for a character ever. That's This is uh-huh. like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, honestly. You know, they're well, just, that whole scene. That's the that best. whole scene that is whole awesome. Scene that's the gold. best. Oh, it's like oh, his muscles are like mesh. Yeah. He's like an angel in a pirate head of baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, you're a dude. That's a man. Yeah, and then you know, Quill starts talking to Thor, and then starts imitating Thor. It's, yeah. What? No, I always talk this Love way. Are you mocking me? No. <laughs> 
it's so this salt's my ship you know uh, or like when uh you know he's like telling all the bad things that happened he's like well yeah all like a bunch of bad things happened to me too and i made it out with both my eyes yeah that was really good <laughs> yeah no and then they decide to split up their two teams and thor thinks rocket raccoon is awesome yeah it's like you're clearly the captain you're so noble and rabbit brave. <laughs> rabbit noble rabbit right it's like so why don't we go to get your new axe made you know because like, that's the whole thing that like this is one of the weaker one of the things that plagues bigger movies uh-huh it's because thor ragnarok most of it was about the fact that thor didn't need a conduit for his power sure now he needs a conduit for nah. his power i mean yes and no i mean because uh, just because he doesn't need a conduit for his power doesn't necessarily mean that he can still take out thanos no but he can he has crazy lightning powers and all that stuff right, right. but it, let, let's just which say definitely he, come to yeah. fruition at the right. end. So let's just say, yeah, he needs his new axe, so he goes to the Forge mm-hmm. of Ages, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, you know, so Rocket basically says, like, alright, we'll go do this while you morons go over to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Thor responds, like, good luck, morons! Because <laughs> I think he thinks that's what they're actually called. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand what the word moron is, I yeah. guess. Um, which you think Which seems would. weird, because he hung out <laughs> with Darcy a lot in the Thor movies. Yeah, but that's just, yeah. Yeah. So they go to nowhere, Mm -hmm. which is where the collector is. Um, and, you know, like Gamora kills Thanos in like two seconds. Right. Right. And then you're like, oh, it's very like, what? Uh And then it's like, no, that didn't happen. Reality stone bitches. Exactly. And, but I think what was a cool reveal is it's like, oh, no, by the way, it's too late. You know, it's, everything's all destroyed. Yeah. But that is, um, I waited for you. That is one of my favorite exchanges actually in the film is how you know before when they're still on the ship how gamora and star lord um you know are you know she's like you have oh, to kill me that's right, right because as soon as she does that we realize oh she knows where the soul stone yeah is. exactly and then you know she's like if he if he gets me you have to kill me and then when he has her you know she's like you know basically pleading with him no you have to kill me and you know that he doesn't want to do it you know and then you know he I, does and, it and his gun shoots yeah. bubbles. Which I just felt was amazing more, more than anything because of that look that she gives him after. And this is super important because, I mean, for the whole will they, won't they kind of thing that's been happening with him, yeah. for her to say, I love you more than anything, and he goes, I love you too. Yeah. And then for him to kill her but not kill her, and then she gives him this look that, okay, yes, I'm sad that you didn't kill me, but also, damn, you just did that for me. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, what I really... She smiles. Yeah, and then what I really like is Thanos is like, I like you. I know, right? <laughs> like an approving dad. Yeah. Because you know? there are two moments in this movie, the other being the end with... Uh, with Doctor Strange, where they both have they have to become Thanos. It's a classic yeah. Nietzsche kind of thing. Yeah, but they they have to become him to kill him. Yeah, and, they and just... let's get into the fact of the fact that the Russo brothers do an amazing job with Thanos mm-hmm. because they've turned in the comic books. Thanos is basically dark side light. He's this yeah. like crazy freak who's in love with the concept of death, and he wants to destroy the universe. So death will fall in love with him because then there's no one else. Yeah. This one basically makes Thanos is like, no, I'm basically an instrument of divine intervention that's going to balance the universe so there's enough for everybody. Yeah. So in a weird way, he's like one of these like breaking bad kind of villains where it's like, 
what I'm doing is inherently good in the long term. Well, it's like Ozymandias. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. A very um, much. That's what a, I mean. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very much like a Watchmen kind of thing. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I do think this is a good point to bring up, you know, because we are talking about Thanos. So there was an interesting idea I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard this as well, but it's like if you look at this as a Thanos movie, the same way you yeah. have a Doctor Strange movie, right, and everything like that. So, um, but I'll even go one further. This is a Thanos and Gamora movie, and I saw the film for a second time, mm-hmm. and I really paid attention to this, and I'm pretty damn sure that um, Thanos and Gamora easily get the most screen time. Oh, yeah, no. Well, this is one of the problems with having... This is why I'm really impressed with this movie overall, because Thanos has been such a non-entity mm-hmm. in these movies. Right. Um, the fact that, like, basically it's the way, like, you know, Darkseid is a non-entity in the DCEU movies. You have Steppenwolf mention his name once, you've seen his symbols, and that's about as much time as Thanos had up to this. Aside from the fact that, you know, he wanted these stones, right. and he couldn't be bothered to destroy Xandar himself, he had to float in his chair. So you have to give Thanos a character, motivation, why he wants these stones, and he has to sacrifice things to give him an actual arc. Mm -hmm. So basically, it is a Thanos movie. Yeah. But he's a villain, which makes it like all, it's the same way, like, you know, you watch Suicide Squad and they're not remotely likable. Sure. Until you make them kind of human. That's why, like, oh, Deadshot, I can kind of get where he's coming from. You had to have this movie. It's like, oh, Thanos, I can mm-hmm. kind of get where he's well, coming Well, yeah, I just from. give everybody a daughter. Yeah. You know, and you're okay. Or, yeah. or a son, you know. Like, just give him a kid. Humanize him. But I, I think that they did a very good job with that. And I think that that was kind of a gutsy move to take this thing. I, I mean, and, and look, I will say this. Like, I'm not as, I think, um, you know, un- unhappy with Civil Wars as you clearly were. There are parts of it that I don't really love. But I think that the Russo brothers still did a dang no, good no, no. job with it. I think the reason they got this job was more because of what they did with Baron Zemo in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Because um, if you look at that movie, like Baron Zemo, he's got like this, these crumbs leading to the ultimate reveal. Like all yeah. this whole time he's been listening to voicemails from his wife. Oh, it's voicemails from his dead wife who died in Sokovia. I'm not really a bad guy. I'm just I found a way to fuck you up and I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's like this very shades of gray villain. That's what they do with Thanos. That's one of the upsides of Civil War that I sure. do appreciate. It's just that's one of those movies that I feel is serving too many gear masters. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will definitely give you that because yeah. realistically, it did feel with Civil War. It felt like too much like eh, this is build up. This is setting stuff up for future yeah. stuff. It was too much of a kind of exposition film. Yeah. Um, and it had to set up what was to come. Um, so, yeah, totally give you that. But, yeah, I, I mean, Rooster Brothers, I really think they knocked it out of the park. And yeah. not just not just in terms of the character stuff, but in terms of the craft of the film, which is something we really haven't touched upon at all. Um, it's beautiful. It's a very, very good looking movie. Yeah. And and I think that um, especially when you compare it to uh, the other Avengers films. Um, and oh, yeah. Clearly, this is the movie that like they just went all out. We have to spend I, as I, much yeah, money as, I as possible on this, this is movie. 350 to 400 million for yeah. this one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it has to be at least over half a billion after marketing. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, they counted on it that they were going to make it. And it's yeah. um, one of those things where. I mean, to me, again, just, you know, the further you get down the line, you refine practices, you're able to figure out. And obviously, the more money you get, the more room you have 
to um you know improve upon things like for me the first avengers still holds up it was like one of those total like stand up and clap movies that's the same way i felt about guardians of the galaxy like uh thor ragnarok a few of those it's like mcu movies that i feel are yeah. like oh my god that yeah. was so i, do I had think so much this fun easily yeah. the best avengers movie i mean like avengers oh, yeah. one oh, i yeah. think we had like it's like oh yeah it's awesome that that even worked you know but you look back on now it seems kind of basic but this is like this is you can't really compare it to anything I don't really know where I'd rank it um, in everything. I mean, I still, in my opinion, it's still no Guardians Volume One. Um, uh, you know, just it's like, up there with it. It's it's definitely up there. Um, well, Guardians One Two got elevated because to me, and I, I stand by it. I just do not like Guardians Two. Yeah. There are things. Oh no, like Guardians in it, Two isn't. But a good I movie, I just no. I, but that's it's very way, forgettable. That's what happens with a lot of the MCU thing. I think what you say about like Civil War to me. I do, there's parts I enjoy in it, and the ideas, especially as it unfolds toward the end, it's like you know that's eventually going to happen. I mean, that's my biggest issue with a lot of like um, superhero films. That's why I like series like comic series like Invincible and The Boys and stuff like that is because they're really like what would really happen if people had superpowers yeah. or irredeemable and stuff sure. like that. Like people would go fucking crazy and become like. You know, so it's, I just, it's hard to deal with, and how people would take revenge is, of course, the easiest way would place them against each other. So it works on that end. Yeah. I just felt like everything, all the MCU films, it's like, that's like when you, got, when you get to the ranking of films, I think it's ever evolving because then you yeah. go, oh, I saw that yeah. one, and man, that really changed yeah. a lot for me. But I feel like the ones that have those rewatchability, those stand up, I think a lot of people are looking at movies and they're going, well, that's the way I felt then. Yeah. But yeah, I really got to rewatch it. To yeah. See. I know that. that's not the way I'd feel about Avengers now. Yeah. It was the Avengers in 2014. Yeah. Well, 2012? Um, Which one was it? 2012. 2012. Yeah. Uh, it was Ultron, the first Avengers? Yeah. Ultron was 2015. Yeah. That, uh, I do remember. Oh my God. Time is yeah. flying. So that's dude. what I mean. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So it's crazy. Just Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you realize... I remember sitting there. Well, it just at, tells you how much time they invested because, like, Iron Man came out in 2008. But even I that, that blows that. my mind because yeah. it feels like, are you kidding me? We've had these, how many? Is it 16 movies? It's 19. Like, is it, is it Win- 19? This is the 19th movie. That's why I was trying to do the comparison in, is, is that in 10, 10 years yeah. and then 5 years for the DCU no, put it this with, like, yeah, like 7 it's movies. 19 yeah. movies and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, nine tv shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because agent carter agent right. of shield inhumans uh just as a daredevil quick side. punisher yeah. luke cage um jessica jones, jessica jones uh iron, iron fist. fist and the defenders mm-hmm. 11 shows yeah yeah well and that's i i should have said earlier just a quick side note dc obviously went more of the wbcw yeah. route was counting on their right. shows to kind of hedge off that market. Yeah. Whereas I, you can see, though, the MCU, like I said, just built up. Um, you know, and where we And that's where, why we have a deeper investment in the MCU, by the way. It's just because right. it's all encompassing all around us in so many ways versus. So DC. do you want to jump into well, the um, like, Soul right. Stone part? Well, here? let's just jump in. There's two, two competing storylines at yeah. this point there's Vision and Scarlet Witch, Soul Stone. Um, and then they who do they send out after them? Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. Yeah, yeah. So and that's when Captain America shows up. And so I'm actually um, 
I'm curious about this just in terms of. So I assume you probably saw this at a an advanced screening. Yeah. Okay. Um. Like, and how did you see it, Kirby? I just saw it a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was on vacation the last few or last week, so I hadn't even had a chance. So, to see it. um, I mean, was there a big crowd when you saw it? Uh, it was a sellout for like for a, for, a, a, for a Wednesday or Tuesday mm-hmm. night. Tuesday, I saw it yeah. Tuesday. It was it was completely. And I know packed. yours was obviously full. Yeah. Um. What? So were people responsive when Captain America showed up? Like. Like everybody, uh, like people brought guests. Literally, uh-huh. I was freaked out at how like Grrr! same. Yeah, and that was something interesting. And and that's and that's why you know when I brought this up earlier when I said that um it really sunk in that this is our generation Star Wars. You yeah, know, in a way that Star, you know, I would say the new generation Star Wars. In a way that Star Wars was kind of for me at least. I know you guys aren't the hugest Star Wars fan, yeah. but I but I have been my entire life and in a way that it's just it touches society and that was the thing that really kind of brought into focus for me was like how everybody applauded when their favorite characters yeah. came on screen and in a way I was using that to gauge you know who who are really the most popular, right? It seems um, Captain America is easily the most popular. It's, well, it seemed to me that based on on and maybe this was because he showed up as Tony Stark first, so yeah. maybe it's not the same thing. But Captain America easily got the biggest yeah. applause, um, and I was actually kind of taken aback by that. I didn't expect yeah, I was Captain America by to too. be that kind of a response. Yeah, um, you know. But definitely, well, I will say overall, I feel like Captain America has the best movies. Yeah, I, I will. I mean, I like all of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. And like, like, so, so I think on that level, probably most people have seen his movies versus all of them because sure. they're basically were big things happening. I, I think I think the thing with Cap was is that I I I I remember seeing first Avenger and I feel like it really stumbled both with the crowd and when it came out. Like in terms of I don't think people instantly kinda like what you're but saying. But I feel with, like everybody saw that movie because oh, the yeah, last yeah. movie before Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree, but what I find interesting about the first Avenger is that, that I feel that film is great to go back to. Oh, that um, movie, that, you know, now yeah, that so you've seen the later stuff ones. In that movie, yeah. Has a later payoff. What, what right. I meant by stumbling, I mean when it was released originally. Yeah. I don't think people picked up on it. Like, well, remember, like it. Marvel was really scared of that movie because yeah. it was like, oh, Captain America. Well, and know. also it's a World War Two yeah. period with film. a Nazi. Yeah, exactly. like Hydra. It's like no matter what yeah. you look at, that it. was actually like the last main. Like aside from, I guess from Dunkirk, it's the last like mainstream World War Two movie. Yeah, now, almost everything is World War One. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, because World War II yeah. just got so played out. Yeah. Well, um, now that's why I said when we reviewed Wonder Woman, was I was like, I'm glad they picked World War One because I don't think anybody knows the horrors of the Western Front very yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, historically, but it's um because I, I I remember when I was a kid, the only thing I can vaguely remember that was like pop culture that featured World War One, Legends of the Fall. Oh, well, I was going to say Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or I was going <laughs> to... It's basically the same yeah. I don't know if you were forced to watch All Quiet on the Western Front or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> well, I, I just school, meant, like, but... just the mainstream. No, yeah. yeah it, that it, was, it was my so, it, it my, was my touchstone, though, to World War One was that it was, like, Legends of the Fall. Yeah. And it was, like, you know, and just... And until I listened to the incredibly good hardcore history, yeah. like twelve hour episode on World War One, which now I know more about World War One than I think I ever wanted to know, because my God, what a yeah. horrible war that was! Um, you know, but you know, I just thought trench warfare, mustard gas, yeah, you know, yeah, like that's pretty much what I thought yeah. about. 
I remember when I was a kid watching like Tailspin, and they're like they're talking about the Great War, and I'm like the Great War, right? What? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Disney Afternoon took a few risks more yeah. than I think people acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I think um, but I I do believe if people were to ask me out of the MCU right now, I'd probably say the best film is Winter Soldier. Still, yeah, I like, rewatched I, that I w- the other day. I, it's I, totally I would. Solid. I mean, there's a few Guardians number one too. Yeah. It depends on what mood I'm in. Yeah, but if you were to say like. Um, because there's a difference. It's like we always talk. about... I love Winter Soldier. When yeah. It's like top three yeah, for me. When we get to the um, the uh, kind of Academy Awards part, it's like which film do you want to watch and yeah. which film do you want to win? Yeah, like and there, that's a huge. I feel like so I've probably got, like, watched Winter Soldier the most times. It has like the most satisfying reveals of mm-hmm. any of them. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like. So, you know, Infinity falls more somewhere in between probably for most yeah. people where they're like, I really enjoyed watching it, but it also it had enough of the like heavy duty on it that like I feel like there's, um, you know, I, I think people I don't think want to be handled too rough. But at the same time, like this movie has yeah. pulls no punches. No. Like one thing that I pretty brutal that I love about movies in general and actually kind of keeps me coming back to movies quite a lot. Um, and I don't know if this is unique to me, but I think probably not is multiple locations. Yeah. Um, I love kind of like globe trotting films like James well, Bond movies. Yeah. And I think, that you know, and I also love like universe hopping movies like this when it's like there's all these different planets yeah. they're going to. I do like the fact that like when they go to different locations, it feels like you're jumping into a different movie. Yeah, so, like, they all the have kind of, of like movie, a like, unique when they look. Finally, get to Wakanda. It's like oh, now we're at right. Black Panther. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, so much of it is Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. because it is in space. But again, I mean, you've got all these different planets, and of course, you've got like Thanos's ship. Um, You've got, of course, the what's the Guardian ship's name? Oh, Adam's um, gonna beat me up. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. But um, anyway, it's uh, <laughs> the threat of Adam. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Taser face. <laughs> Taser face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That just reminds me of how so many of the jokes in Guardians Volume Two did not line yeah. up. But I will just say this: that whole segment. I will say this: I think Drax was on point this movie it was really good okay. this movie. like in part two of guardians i think that he like he was just wore a little thin it just was um yeah overload. yeah exactly and this one i just think it was right back to just right and his whole like invisibility thing was yeah. so fucking funny oh that was really funny yeah really funny yeah <laughs> genuinely My movements so imperceptible <laughs> Hi, Drax. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> just the timing of all that was so good. And just like how they're looking at him and like, no, like, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, no, um... but I, I will say, yeah. So, yeah, we'll just jump through this a little quick. I've been probably going through it too slow. So, um, like a fucking book. Well, we yeah. are, like, hey. hey, now we are also talking about the entire MCU this, all at this once. This is and a really a two, big movie. And then, by the way, this movie is two and a half hours, two yeah. hours. 40 minutes too yeah so, yeah. It's, so it's i i will say um where were we at we were at with uh, the soul vision. stone and the yeah. vision right so vision is essentially a god in what is it ultron uh-huh. man he gets wrecked like a bitch yeah. in this movie. i guess just because that knife is really good yeah you he know? puts up yeah. almost no fight in this movie at all uh, he can't face like a I, deus ex knife yeah it. it's it's kind you of know? like yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, Corvus Glaive's knife, the one that he uh-huh. fucks up Vision with, um, 
as long as he holds it, he's immortal. Oh. So we have to realize it's probably got magical properties. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, Scarlet Witch is defending him throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, okay, well, we need to send you somewhere where you're safe. So they send him off to Wakanda. Right. And then we segue back to, well, I think I kind of glossed over this. Apparently, like Captain America's uh, Black Widow and uh, Falcon have been essentially the right. Avengers this whole time. Um, like Rogue Avengers. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, basically Tony's had his old phone. He gave it to Hulk. Hulk called them. Right. So that's how they kind of get involved in this scenario. And then basically we just basically say uh, Civil War. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, okay. whatever. It's all right. It's all right. You were in jail, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I did, I do, I did have a little bit of issue with just how glossed over that was. It was totally well, just as glossed over as the fact that, uh, you know, uh, James Rose is like a paraplegic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, I mean, who who did that to him? Um, I can't remember the end where he picks him up. Was I know, but I, I just can't remember who, who uh, Falcon hit, did that to him. Oh, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. It's like you've made me a paraplegic, but like, you know, no bad blood. We're all right. Yeah, you know, like I would have rather a little bit more pathos there. Honestly, yeah. you know, it's like we're begrudgingly working together because there's a world threat yeah. here. But at the same time, fuck you. Yeah, you know, like it I really wish I would have had over that. Yeah, absolutely. Fact, I mean, you look at Captain America, and he's got a giant beard and long hair, and he somehow totally tore the star off of his <laughs> yeah exactly maybe being locked up made him not believe in america yeah. anymore yeah. and now scarlet or black widow is a blonde yeah but well, patriot's totally okay yeah he's totally. okay yeah. yeah so in the meantime banos uh takes uh, gamora to where he basically took apart nebula like a car yeah that's it's super fucked He's yeah, like, yeah. Is. By the way, I Ned- love that shot. By the way, it's like where you see her in the front, and then yeah. it goes to the side. It's kind of like that shot that was in like Kong Skull Island. Yeah, and there's like those art installations that do that, where it's like you know you see it's all separated out when you yeah. see it from the side. He's I actually like, also thought of the cell for some. Yeah, that too. It's oh, like, totally. It's very dissected me looking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, essentially what happens is Nebula quits the Guardians at some point, tries to kill Thanos. She he says he almost she almost succeeded mm-hmm. so he's been torturing her forever right that's super fun yeah yeah it is yeah and basically because she's basically more a machine she goes through he goes through her memories and says oh by the way I know you know where the soul stone is you lied to me you bitch right yeah yep absolutely yeah and then they fi- they figure out where the soul stone is which is this fucked up ass uh one of the Norse realms it's called. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah, it's very German. And then, and then we uh, meet another well, character. Get there. It's like so we get there, and then it's like you know, it's totally bereft, and we see like this floating cloak. And I'm like, oh, are we finally getting death? That's what right. I thought this yeah. was. No, nope. it's like she's in, nowhere to be found. No, it's like uh, this character is telling them like, oh, what is this? And he tells this character tells them all this. You know, the soul stone demands a heavy sacrifice. It is alive. And I once held an infinity stone but wasn't found worthy. And now my penance is to always lead people to this but never be able to hold. And you realize Uh it's the red fucking skull. Yep. And uh, not Hugo Weaving. Not Hugo Weaving. Somebody doing a very good impression. It's um, one of the dudes from The Walking Dead. Right. Aaron, the gay guy. Yeah. he. D- I mean, I'll say he knocked that out of the park. Yeah. You know? like, I thought it was Hugo Weaving for a second. Absolutely. I was like, well, clearly that's like CGI. You know, I do think he might have been a CGI character, but he's clear. No, I mean, I think it was more like CGI mapping on his face, you know. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, the technology has progressed to a point that they can just do straight up CGI. On yeah. It. But I, I kind of always felt we would see Red Skull again because you realize right. in First Avenger, when he picks up the, uh, the Tesseract, uh-huh. it's not like a disintegration thing. It's the fucking, uh, teleportation thing yeah. that happens when Heimdall sends you. Yeah. So essentially what happened to, um, Thor, in uh at the beginning of Ragnarok where he ends up on Grandmaster's world is what happened to Red Skull in First Avenger. Yep. But because he was holding the Tesseract when it happened, he got fucked up. So he's essentially kind of like this like Wraith thing. He's a ring wraith. Yeah, he's a ring dude, yeah. that's exactly what, what he is. is. He's yeah. a ring wraith. Yeah. Whoa, that's I that's a good <laughs> Yeah. No, that's what actually I kind of thought. Yeah, too, he's, was like... he is totally a ring wraith. He can feel like infinity stones but he can't ever get them yeah that's fucked yeah that's for red skull especially it's kind of like definitely yeah but yeah he's essentially kind of like a watcher kind of like fucked up character that tells thanos well, that's what you get for being a nazi piece of shit yeah so yeah, i fuck, guess that's, exactly that's that's you don't feel very alt right now do you red skull mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> enjoy the pineapple up the ass yeah so, you know, Red Skull tells him the Soul Stone is alive. It demands a heavy penance. You have to give it something you love. And Gamora just starts fucking laughing. Like, this is her big revenge against Thanos. He, he doesn't love anything. Right. This is just such a great scene because it just tells you what different places Definitely. Thanos and Gamora are at. Because and it what, really makes you feel for him in this weird fucking way. Is yeah. that it's like she just really hates him, and he really kind of, he loves her. Oh yeah, know? he's crying, and she thinks he's crying because this is his ambition derailed. Right, <laughs> and then it's like Red Skull is like, no. And I just have he's to say, this is because of the sacrifice. This is kind of funny <laughs> because, like, um, so you know, I'm playing that new God of War game yeah. right now, and and it's really interesting because that that same kind of exchange is happening in that game a lot because it's Kratos, you know, who is now older and he has a son and he's trying to raise his son to be strong. Yeah. But he's being he's being a dick to his son all the time. Like and his his son kind of hates him and, and just you know, and he's like, but you understand that why he's doing he's showing yeah. love in the way that he can and he wants his son to be strong. Yeah. And it's like that same kind of dynamic is there with Thanos and Gamora. And he really does love her, but he also wants her to be as powerful and as fierce he knows that she can beat yeah you know um so yeah I, I, again and i think it's back to what we were talking about earlier i think that's a really strong emotional core for this film yeah and this is i think definitely where it certainly kind of you know at least in terms of that reaches its peak and its yeah. ending so basically what happens is uh red skull realizes it before gamora realizes it that Thanos is going to kill Gamora so he can get the Soul Stone. Right. And that's exactly what he does. Yeah. And it feels like a very heavy decision because he throws her over and then he wakes up miles away from that thing holding the Soul Stone. I think that was a beautiful shot, too. Yeah. Just him floating in the water and you can tell it was water. Yeah. Um, but but I, I will say, and this is going to kind of, you know, this opinion is going to show itself again when we talk about the end of the film. But, um, is Gamora dead? This is one, I, honestly, I do think this is a for real death. Well, because apparently James Gunn has already talked about her being in Guardians 3. It could be a, a could, could be yeah. a, a robot, d- could be he gets right. maybe or it could a reality be diversion. Stone. It could be a flashback, it could be a spirit. Yeah. You're right, it could be a lot of those things. But, and again, we'll talk about this at the end. I mean, the biggest beef I have with this film 
is the fact that, look, we know for a fact that a lot of those, uh, you know, death endings aren't going to stick. No. I do, like, I honestly feel like this is one that might stick in some yeah. form. I this think one Loki I... is the one that, honestly, I, oh, I yeah. don't see coming back, but no. I, I could totally see Gamora coming back. Yeah, just, I, I feel she might, but for reals, I do based. think, I think it's going to be, she'll be gone for at least a movie, and then right, it'll be I like a that. search for Spock kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. But this is the best part about comic books, as anybody knows. It's not even the retconning thing, it's that you have no idea well, what... No, I, let, just get the it out real quick. Yeah, is, is that you have no idea what the actual timeline is. That's why you have, like, you were talking about at the beginning, like, yeah. these mistakes being made, yeah. or that's like, that doesn't seem quite right. Yeah. But then they, they were just like, well, we're just going to write well, it off. Yeah. Well, here's what you got to realize, too. Once they eventually wreck Thanos and the, the gauntlet is destroyed, they need to have people watch over these uh, stones again. You know, if. Uh, if uh, Star Lord gets the Reality Stone, he's going to try to bring Gamora back. There's right. a there's a movie right there waiting. Sure, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean point. that's the question because you know at some point time's going to have to be reversed here. We obviously know yeah. that Superman's going to fly backwards and the Earth is going to re- re- reverse rotation and everything's going to mm. get rewound. Well, um, we know that's going to happen in this I'll, movie. I'll plant, but how far I'll back do we this go? Seed in the fact that. Uh, you realize, like, Strange has the time stone almost till the end of the movie. Sure. And Doctor Strange, he was able to set that thing to rewind to a certain point over and over again. That's a good point. So I have no what doubt. What if this? What if when he created all those copies of himself? Yeah. He did something then. Yeah. There's lots of points where he could have fucked with the time stone to, like, you know, rewind it to a certain point. Right. You know. Because he is the master he of is. the mystic arts. Right. <laughs> when he, that part was the only part. I was like, <laughs> no, I loved it. No. That's it. No, that's yeah. it. it. That's it was, exactly what it should but be. But it was just so unbelievable. That was, it was just hilarious because of his oh, character. Oh, I also like the fact, of, I think it happened at some point, like when they're talking to Thor, he's like, the Avengers are Earth's mightiest heroes. Right. And I think, <laughs> oh, those are the guys Thor was talking about. <laughs> How do you know Thor? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just like, oh, yeah, when the Iron Man meets the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and he's just like, what master do you serve? Like, what? <laughs> what am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. that line got such a huge oh, laugh. Oh, really? It got, like, uncomfortable silence when I saw it in Chandler. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> no, the, But, uh... dude, that was hilarious. Like, what am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I was laughing. <laughs> well, I'll just say at my screening, the ultimate biggest response was the, a certain death of a recent blockbuster superhero <laughs> with a oh hell no <laughs> like <laughs> as loud as you possibly could imagine oh that yeah. is so funny yeah. so um but uh yeah the, oh, no uh, they didn't no, no i will say no. i will say when red skull showed up literally people shuddered at the screen i was uh-huh. like, <gasps> right yeah 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 totally yeah but so the end game begins. Well, much. where were we at right now? Well, you've got. You've, oh got... yeah, so they they take they take uh, Vision to Wakanda after mm-hmm. he realizes that. Uh, no, they. Do, oh no, no, I'm skipping so over you... the best fight. I'm totally skipping over the yeah, best fight. That's what I was just. Thanos say. having the Soul Stone and everything goes back to Titan. Which, right. by the way, what you didn't mention is is that Tony Stark and Strange Spider-Man, and Spider Man, who's tagged along, and the Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy 
well, no, the Guardians haven't shown well, up. No, 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 no they're all together. They no, could... I know, but I'm talking about oh. that the ship, we forget that Th- they decide they're going to surprise Thanos yeah, that's by right. piloting the ship, yeah. his own ship, back to his home planet. Yeah, and then the autopilot lands Stark and uh, well, Spider-Man and Strange. Yes. And then and then Star-Lord shows up there thinking he, it would the exact same idea. Yeah, and this is where the who do you serve Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. just want to make sure that what where these two meet. That's right. it. That, yeah, those two groups. So yeah. then they're trying to figure out a plan. Star Lord's acting like a doofus at this point, you yeah. know. Which I can, yeah. This is let's one... just say he fucked up. Like I mean, at the the culmination of that fight, like we can basically trace everything to him. Yeah, Star Lord is a huge. Fu- basically. Yeah. They come up with a plan to pry the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos. Right. And it's an awesome fight. Spider-Man's wrecking people. Iron working Man. together. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. you realize that Thanos actually knows who Stark is, mm-hmm. which fucks with Stark. It's right. Like, you know, it's like, I know who you are. Yeah. Right. And they're, you know, and but mind you, even though he's done a lot of shit to Stark, Stark stays on task. So while Drax and uh, Mantis, they're all... You know, Star Lord's right there, and you can tell him what, how Star Lord fucks uh, up. Yeah, well, I mean, he fucks up because he finds out that he killed Gamora, um, and he like starts punching him in the face and wakes him up out of his trance that Mantis has him in. Yeah, right as Spider Man almost has the gauntlet off of him. Yeah, and mind you, Stark and Spider Man are telling him, "We've almost got right. it yeah. off." Exactly, and that's just like, "Oh my God, come on, man!" It's like you know, you literally you just killed half of the universe because you had to punch the guy. This was one of the few things. I mean, it works. I get it. It's in Star Wars character because he did the same dumb shit in Guardians in the galaxy too but it's very much in the scheme of like fuck you i if you i i will say star lord has powers we know he's half a god uh-huh. but god damn it he's so fucking worthless in this fight and yeah i'll give you that and and what i do really hope is that they talk about it in the second movie yeah you know that'll honestly this scene will only really annoy me in the future if they don't even touch on it yeah because it's like everyone there's even memes where it's like thank you for uh saving the universe except star lord you know and it's like because everyone knows it like coming out of that it's like what the fuck was star lord thinking if you're gonna buy into this at all that's why star lord doesn't think think. right that's that's what it's the most realistic thing is the most Again, like, when you talk about how superheroes would really act, besides the whole, like, civil war and people going crazy and doing all this criminal shit, the other part of it is that people just don't think at all, Mm -hmm. and they go, well, it's like the impulsiveness. And, I mean, I'm just saying this as a whole, like, I see this as the way society is devolving, like, in real fucking life, because people are becoming, like, so stirred up and crazy about stuff that they're like well i'd kill somebody if they said this or did this and i'm going outside of like raping my mother or my friend i think that people are so like stoked by anger that they realize it's like it's like because what the, the reason the scene works to me is because there's that a perfect amount of time where they're telling him, we're literally like, right. it's not a split second thing. It's like we're almost there. Yeah, fucking stay focused. Yeah. Like this is totally yeah. like a, that's a, the real like a backseat quarterback. Because yeah. right. like you would think Star Lord seems yeah. like how hard it is to put Thanos down at this totally. point. Yeah, and I would. There's also the part of me has to think he has to have known Gamora was dead at this point. Yeah, but he just didn't accept it. But it's like 
You would have killed her too. Is the other part that kind of pissed. Like you were ready to kill her, and it's like I, I, the, the one thing that blows. What pisses me off the most is, of course, they let him question him while Mantis is under. Like they're basically all questioning him about. Uh, he's oh fucking, yeah, he does the whole thing to Doctor Strange where he's like telling him exactly why he's doing this, which to tell Star Star Lord knows the repercussions of this not going through. He's like Titan was beautiful. We had like it was like a Krypton moment. I and I'm General right. Zod. I told him we had to get on line. You didn't listen to me. Everybody died. So now fuck it. I'm going to kill half the universe because I don't want a repeat of this moment. So you know he's committed to his like universal genocide thing. This isn't even like I'm deluded. This is like no, I have a fucking strategic reason I'm doing this. You cannot stop me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a very flawed plan because not every planet is in the same place in their development no. as a no, people. No, no, no. But the whole point is, is that I think what Victor, or I would say into Victor's part too. I mean, not that that's not a good mm-hmm. point as well. It's that oh yeah, it's no, that it's perfect, totally flawed. It's that perfect culmination at that moment in the film yeah. where everybody on Titan knows what's going to happen. Yeah, he's right. Thanos is committed to this. But he doesn't really realize that it won't work. It's like somebody who's in a fucking Who's selling Amway? Oh no, I'm gonna grow enough legs to that'll be a millionaire, <laughs> you guys. It's gonna work out in the long term. Trust right. me, you know. But Star Lord has the info, and he just has to. I'll destroy you with my punch. He, yeah, yeah, stupid. which you're not gonna do. Hulk couldn't take him. Yeah, down. but um, you know, I will say that um, you're right though in terms of I, I mean I, that being in his character. I mean, just look at even the first Guardians movie, and when yeah. somebody has his, you know, when the dude has his uh, his Walkman, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he just immediately goes from zero to I'm gonna punch well, you. Well, uh, yeah, or at the end when he actually grabs the Power Stone, not knowing that. I mean, anybody else, like, he's like, no, if you hold it, you're going to die. And he still does. Yeah, it. you're it right. Isn't the, so, yeah, that is good. I, I just, I do hope there's some blowback from that yeah. because, like, at least mention it. Be like, yo, you're the one that punched Thanos. Yeah. You know, like, dude. Well, remember, no. uh, Pat, we, that probably won't happen because, uh, oh, yeah, you're Star Lord right. dies. You're right. Yeah. yeah. We'll Star-Lord's but, but again, quote, I, unquote, I just dies. I do yeah. think that that was one of the more realistic. Where people are like, I would, I wouldn't do it. It's like, yeah, you would. Most people right, would, especially right. the way people think now yeah. is, is they're easiest, just so impulsive. Yeah. Like yeah. the easiest way to think of him is like is a hothead with like tribal tattoos at a <laughs> corn concert. You spill beer on or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you know me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you know, at this is where we learned that like uh, a little bit before this, that like Strange went through every possible timeline and yeah. found like. Out of 14 million timelines, only one works. Right. So you realize at this point, this is an extra bonus people didn't realize. He went through all of them the same way he did with Dormammu. So Strange has died 14 million times. Absolutely. Um, It's like that one episode of uh, Star Trek, but like way, or Star Trek Next Generation, but way, way more. Yeah. So Um, on top of the fact that that Thanos kills Strange 14 million times, Dormammu's probably killed him. Almost that many. This is why you realize, like, he's so, like, the end game started, whatever. Well, and again, yeah, that's the thing is that he does intentionally give up the time stone. Yeah. And so the fact that he does that after he's done that to me is a, I mean, if, 
if that is not picked up on as a major b- place where the plot goes, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, cause that is absolutely has to be part of it. Otherwise he wouldn't have given up. That's his whole job is to protect that thing. Yeah. He's not going to give that up just to protect Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's no way on earth he's doing that. So the no. only reason he did is cause he knows that's part of the path to winning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's like a very Zen kind of way. Like I, I have to die so that this works out, whatever. Yep. Yeah, so to me, this is one of the things that's Obi Wan like, moment. Yeah, it, it's very much in the in the wheelhouse of Doctor Strange. We're like, oh well, when Doc if Doctor Strange dies, it doesn't really matter because he's died so many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, at this point, they're like, they're they were back to Wakanda because mm-hmm. at this point, Thanos knows where the last stone is. Right. So um, they take him there because uh, basically their their only thing is Scarlet Witch can either blow up the mind the mind stone uh-huh. or shuri can take it out and this is one of the be- also one of the good jokes in the movies where you realize like shuri thinks that uh stark mm-hmm. and banner are morons for the way they <laughs> built uh vision but i will say this is a plot point because they didn't build vision ultron did right yeah yeah truth be told yeah but but more than anything but because her whole but comment that, was more about like how to remove it like what you know why did you disintegrate the da 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 you know that wasn't more about like how they built vision it was more about how they remove the stone yeah you know because i always like, why thought it was like this? the way that they overlaid the brain patterns or something mm, maybe i'm wrong on yeah that. um you know but and, and i will say this for shuri that's also re- you know in her character yeah. like she's very much like look i'm smarter than you and I'm, yeah and i'm gonna be cocky about it and that's one of the reasons i love shuri and shuri got a huge applause line yeah. when i watched it too um, which i just think was awesome and and i loved seeing that i love seeing especially so fresh after after Black Panther, yeah. and a lot of people are theorizing that this is one of the many factors contributing to Avengers' um, success is that it be hot off the presses yeah. or hot off the tail of Black Panther, which it's like up to this was like also one of the highest grossing. Yeah, and it's like almost could time. be looked at as this is kind of like a Black Panther two, which it's really not. It's no. not at all. There is a Black <laughs> Panther segment. At the yeah, end, which exactly. Isn't even very but there long. was way, and I, here's what I think. I think that the success of Black Panther hit them very much by surprise. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have put way more Black Panther characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know about that. Except I, th- for, I think uh, they knew. Was, out I think everybody knew it was going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I really do. And Umbaku's in here, and he's very good. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. I think the whole point was is that they knew it was going to be Wakanda because Wakanda is the only place on Earth that no one knows where it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, so and it, I will say this is also, in, from, like, basically the movie is like a weird mishmash of MCU, a, a series that came out a few years ago called Infinity and the Infinity mm-hmm. Gauntlet yeah, storyline. Yeah. So basically in Infinity, when all of that, basic, they get most of the gems, but when they go to Wakanda, they get wrecked, which is gotcha. kind of like, they go here, Wakanda's got so much technology, and that's when you kind of realize how genocidal... And this whole segment of the film is very much like the end of Star Wars Episode One, Because there's, bo- there's a giant barrier. Yeah. There's all these people that are like on kind of like low-tech, you know, like, and then fighting like these big old like uh, robots and, and ships yeah. that are coming at them. Like, it's very, very much yeah. like the end of Star Wars Episode One on a big field even pretty crazy it's crazy to me too like he thanos has what essentially are war dogs is the only way yeah it just made me think between this and avengers 
how many slave races right? does the Thanos Chitauri have to and, yeah, just exactly. throw at things? Yeah, totally. They're, they're, the Black Order basically like, we need to get through that barrier. Just ram it till right? you get through. Yeah, yeah. And they throw like essentially thousands of, yeah, of these things at it it's just so some of them can get through. And then at some point, uh, you realize that they, they, they plant these things that are trying to dig under Wakanda. Right. And then they realize, oh, they could flank us in some ways. Like, just fuck it. Open it up in front. We'll take them out. And these things, like, swarm, like, yep. focus. And that's when you see giant fight characters fighting mm-hmm. characters, blah, blah, blah. And that's when a bunch of the side characters start dying off here. Right. Because this is when uh, Hulk comes out in the Hulk buster because Hulk won't show up. Yep. He kills Culib City, and by putting the the Hulkbuster glove on him, and like the uh, force field chops him up. Yeah, and then they're fi- uh, I think it's Captain America and Black Widow are fighting Proxima Midnight, and then those giant world movers come and they throw her up, and it eats her up like a lawnmower. Yep, splat. Yeah, and Corvus Glaive I think has like a similar death here. So it's just like bonk, bonk, bonk. These guys are dead. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, because Ebony Ma. Oh, we totally glossed over this how Ebony Ma dies. The airlock. Oh, yeah, the aliens. Yeah. It was a really yeah, old yeah, movie yeah. called Aliens. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, that was, was good. a good death. Definitely. So, yeah, all of the Black Order is dead at this point, right. except for Thanos, who just shows up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that was know. also one of the best lines of stuff. Stark. Okay, I'm going to limit the pop culture references to <laughs> oh, this point. Like, I to- we totally uh, glossed over Thor and his side, side Yeah, plot. you're right. And, and that's fine, because that, that could be said in a sentence. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there. Yeah, Peter Dinklage plays a giant. Yeah. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, you know... But and still, Groot, aren't they oh, dwarves, too? Even Groot say does like, his only useful thing in the entire movie. film, which yeah. is... Uh, Ch- gives, Gives uh, Stormbreaker its handle. Yeah, and then essentially Thor has the axe from God of War as his new weapon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, truth be told, the axe from God of War is already like Mjolnir. Yeah. You know, so it's all kind of coming full circle. Yeah, which is called Stormbreaker. Right. And oh, and then Rocket gives Thor a used eye. Yeah, definitely. That's why he has two eyes. He just and put he a has robot two eye. Two different in colored eyes. Yeah. And now they can sell even more toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that is one thing I thought was funny is just like watching this movie and like costume changes, like literally like there's no reason that Doctor Strange's like cloak should look any different yeah, because it's like a magical item, but it's totally different I will looking. say though, for as many toy opportunities as there are for this movie, uh, you go to Target, there's like very few toys out for this movie. I think that the reason is, is because they understand that the biggest people that their target audience are are people like that are adults and yeah. that are not going to buy toys at Target. Yeah. And the things that kids are more interested in are going to be the things you do see there, which is like the dumb little Iron Man masks and the Hulk yeah, hands and kind of stuff like that. I mean, kids aren't really into action figures as much as they used to be. Um, kids' favorite toys these days is their cell phone, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, real in, in the littler kids, they want to dress up as Iron Man. They don't want to play yeah. with Iron Man. They want to dress up as these characters. Characters. Um, and so, uh, you know, but 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 believe you me, I mean, there's certainly plenty of hot toys going to be coming yeah. out and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, no. there's that that full scale replica <laughs> of the Infinity Gauntlet for a thousand dollars. Well, you know. yeah. So basically, just so we'll get caught up so we can talk about this ending really quick. Um, Thanos is there. He's going straight for the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, um, Vision 
they don't get it off of Vision in time. Um, so they teleport him to the field, and then Scarlet Witch is trying to blow it up as um, girl from the walk from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I know her real Okoye. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so Okoye tries to stop Thanos. She gets wrecked. Scarlet Witch try, or uh, Black Widow tries to stop Thanos. Black Panther tries to stop mm-hmm. Thanos. Captain America almost seems to hold him off for like a good half second. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, at this point, it's, I mean, he's, he's got he's so many Infinity Stones. Yeah. yeah. It, the fact that Captain America manages to pry one of his fingers right. slightly open. Is, and he actually scratches him. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, All for a yeah, drop of yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so basically, you know, at that point, he's right about to stop Scarlet Witch when Thor shows up starts throwing lightning he just yeah. like lands that was a storm. big applause line oh too. yeah yeah huge yeah. and he yeah. just throws that axe and he goes right through uh thanos's like torso yeah. and then, like at that point they blow up the mind jam and then thanos says too bad you didn't aim for my head yeah and that was a good line too. that was a good line yep and then he uses the infinity gauntlet and it blows up yeah like yeah. it's just that's how you know it's wielding a lot of power to do it because like he right. uses it he snaps his fingers and infinity gauntlet like it's still on him but yep. like it blows up yep yeah absolutely and just just like time rewind oh no, no i skipped it like he rewinds time to get visions mm-hmm. right Soul and then just like tosses him and he dies like yep. <laughs> turns gray yeah and that's when the thor thing happened it's like sad. totally and that's when we get to the problematic part of this movie. All we are is dust in the wind. wind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely problematic, which I, I mean, I will say this. I don't know what your reaction was, but I did it's go see it. It's um, anticlimactic. The, the second time I saw it was at the Alamo on like a Sunday afternoon. So there was like a bunch of kids in the audience yeah. and there were little like five-year-old boys crying because they don't know they don't know like they think all their characters just died and in a and and i'm not gonna lie like i i have like a fair bit of you know cynicism and also like i'm a little annoyed at it you know more than a little annoyed i i will say like this is one of the things that got me like going online and seeing how people like seeing people saying i was shook at that ending and i'm like you realize this actually yeah. happens in the second issue of well, Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, beyond that, no, no, like, this is part one of a two-part movie. This right. had to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's like fine, you know. Regardless of the comics, like yeah, yeah. you have to know there's already a Spider-Man two. Yeah, it's coming out next year. Yeah. Like, they're not going to not make another Black Panther movie after Black Panther no. just made all that money. Even if, like, you have the the smallest passing understanding of the MCU, yeah. you know they did not just kill all these characters. No, and, and it's not like they killed one major character. Right. It's like Black Panther dies. Yeah. But, like, I, I had a whole Doctor body. Strange. Doctor um, Strange dies. Sure all of the Guardians of I the Galaxy say- except... Rocket. Rocket. Right. I am pretty sure somebody behind me cried when Groot. Like it was, I actually had to kind of yeah. laugh a little right. bit because it was just, I, it just kind of cracked. And me don't up. get me wrong, like in a way, I, res- I, 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 I kind of say like, yeah. well, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to be that like clueless as to what the future of yeah, the MCU well, is? Maybe it's like a Santa Claus's real moment. Maybe. I don't know, but it's just like, all right, Falcon dies. Like does black widow die i think like almost all the original avengers live yeah like i know captain america and tony stark and rocket 
those for sure I know they survive. Right. Okoye survives. Um, like, you know, yeah, I mean, Captain America definitely survives. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. those four, Mbaku survives. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's like, there's just so many. Falcon dies, I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, like, I think I think Black Widow survives. Yeah. And one thing I'll say, and people uh, online have talked about this as being a good emotional affecting moment, and I can see this is Spider Man's death. Oh yeah, like, because that one's... because he senses it because of his spider sense yeah. earlier, and so he gets really scared because he you know it's coming. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that that is a scene that even when it's inevitably erased, which we all know it's going to yeah. be, like is still something that carries some emotional. When weight. I was thinking about that, it reminded. I don't know if you followed like Doctor Who fandom at all. No. Okay, so. It's for the, long, no on for the longest time, I think David Tennant was a lot of people's favorite doctor. Right. So when these people leave, you know, there's a big deal where, like, they're going to regenerate. So they know they're dying. They're mm-hmm. going to become somebody else. So there's this big thing where, like, David Tennant was regenerating before he's in turn to Matt Smith. Well, one of the last things he does is he closes the door on the TARDIS and he says, I don't want to go. Uh, and this is, aww. I think this, for a whole different fan base, this is that whole thing. Like, this is their Spider-Man. He's kind of awesome. He's like, I don't want to die. And then he dies. Right. Yeah. And this is when you realize that, like, to me, this was like the big anticlimax when, like, Doctor Strange dies. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. No one's dead, dude. And that's the thing. And, and you know, and I brought this up as well. You know, I talked about this. Um, This is one of the things that I, I really, really respect, amongst a lot of other things, about jk rowling's handling of death mm-hmm. in the harry potter series a series that was specifically not geared towards children but who obviously i yeah. mean you know i think harry potter is geared towards everyone but she knows that children are a huge huge part of her audience and she did this purposely that when she killed a character she purposely did not bring that character back to life and when asked in an interview why she said because she wants to make sure death is permanent because kids need to learn that lesson they need to know that death is actually real and that death cannot be switched back and when you see how often this is done i mean just it happens so so often i mean most recently i think about batman versus superman when it's like nobody really thought superman was dead and yet you gave us this funeral you gave yeah us that was one of my stuff. biggest problems right. with batman versus superman I'm like this is an anticlimax yeah that's the biggest problem i had with justice league it's like you're hyping a Justice League movie, acting as if Superman isn't in it when it's idiotic to believe he of wouldn't course. be. Of course, exactly. I, I, that's this is one of the reasons I feel justified in my like vitriol towards this ending because I have the exact same problem with DC movies for the same fucking thing. Yeah, you know, it, it's not like Star Trek the motion picture where the plan was to kill Spock. Sure, it's like this is a very you know, people like I said I've seen people who were really fucking torn up about this right. and i'm just like i they're on one level and this is going to sound really pompous i feel sad that you're not smart enough to realize <laughs> this is a cash in it, is that, a and it sounds in, yeah. a very assholeish thing to say but i'm like there's no way spider-man is dead but even and i hate it, to say it, but the, there's no fucking way he's dead no, dude no and i hate to say it, the the characters that survived tony stark and captain america they're the ones who are probably going to die for real at right the the and that's kind of what i was thinking yeah. is like and in a way i really wish that those characters that disappeared it would have been because if if look if 
if Iron Man would have disappeared, I could have believed he was gone. Yeah. Because, you know, he's obviously done doing these movies at this yeah. point, right? So it's like, you know, th- that's the thing. I didn't believe it for a second. Um, you know, but I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just, it really bothers me because especially, and, and look, I mean, you brought up Spock, right? Yeah. Spock was gone for an entire movie. Yeah. And the entire movie afterwards was not himself, yeah. like was trying to learn how to be himself yeah. again. So there was real ramifications to that. So I'm going to say this, like if there are real ramifications, like if we spend, you know, I mean, I guess it's only going to be one movie. But if we spend the majority of the second Avengers Infinity War movie without those characters and they only come back at the end, at least that'll be something. Yeah. But well, if they just snap their fingers at the beginning and, and we spend most of the movie with them alive again, that's going to become really annoying. Well, one of the problems, one of the issues, too, is like, you know, that they have to have some heavy hitters to hype the next Avengers movie. So it's like, oh, look who the characters are that survive. Captain America, uh, Tony Stark, yeah. Thor, right. Rocket. Yeah. Right there. That could be a whole movie with sure. just those guys. And then and then we know that it doesn't matter if the movie doesn't have a bunch of Black Panther in it or Doctor Strange or Spider Man yeah. because they've got their own movies coming Sequels. out. They, they've yeah. already planned. Again, that's... And then there there's probably gonna have Captain Marvel who's gonna we'll be in it. Oh, and also fucking right. Hawkeye and yeah. uh and Ant Man who are not in this movie and it's sure. like so hand waved like earlier. They chose House to Rest you guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which you got, and you got the idea, like, obviously the Captain Marvel with the, uh, the stinger at the yeah. end. Oh, yeah, which, oh, by the way, Nick Fury and, uh, and Maria Hill are somehow right. running, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a big fuck you to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans. <laughs> it's like, yeah, by the way, your show doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. that's funny, dude, because it doesn't. <laughs> but, um, I, I just want to quick say my thoughts on the end, because it's, um, uh, first and foremost, I want to address, I, I, I agree with J.K. Rowling saying that. Because that's totally true. Yeah. But then not doing it in her own fucking movie and story. Well, like kind of what? Bullsh- what well, the whole Jesus H. Potter thing was a little bit of bunch of bullshit. I mean, uh, no, look. I'm sorry, man. What it should have been was everyone in Hogwarts going against Voldemort at the end uh-huh. instead of, but they had to, it, they have to do the Aslan thing. It, it's yeah. constant. It's, it, it, that, it, that's the issue of C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. It's like, just kill Gandalf, just kill Aslan. Right. And let the people become the the thing. It's not because I'm making that statement as an anti-religious because that's the mm-hmm. furthest thing from it. I yeah. also just feel like when it's transposed to fantasy fiction, I just think it's it's it just doesn't work for me. Just let me yeah. get all this one here since you guys want for yeah. a bit. Was the um the other part with this? This is the way I wanted the actual movie to end. Is mm-hmm. that I wanted Infinity War because evil does triumph at times in life and people do die forever obviously as we've seen throughout history in our real life and obviously throughout all kinds of literature and and pop culture i feel like you know my whole thing with this is that's the way i view comic books as i stated earlier is you can have a million a myriad of timelines like it's kind of like like we were talking about simpsons earlier it's like they just what beat Gunsmoke. you know it's like so no matter how many ways you look at it, they've already exceeded 365 yeah. days in one year. Right. So you don't know how many years, you know, like, and they never age and all that. It's like, it's a fantasy. Yeah, there's always time jumps in this movie. But I think that the whole MCU thing is, is like, you already have Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, you have Spider-Man 2, you have a million films, and you can keep going. I mean, they've temp-hold another 10 years, and we're going to have a 20, at least 20 to 25 year empire on this. And as Victor said, too, it's like uh, you guys were talking about earlier with the future of it is the big popcorn blockbuster. 
And so I think there's people who really didn't want this. And I think that that's, you're right, like both. It's not necessarily pompous to be like, come on, guys. Like, in the name of capitalism, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> like, we know it's going to, co- they're going to come back or this is going to yeah. happen. But I feel like I love Thanos' ending. It's just seeing there. Yeah, that this, was such a, like, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I, I think I was telling my friend, like, this is one of those few movies where you leave them, like, you actually leave the movie, like, The Dark Knight is one of them, where it's so clearly obvious that the bad guys won. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it knows, and that, it, it doesn't matter whether you think he's right. He, he knows he's right. Yeah. And that's, that's Thanos' overarching theme here, is he goes, he knows they sacrifice for it, and he knows that horrible things have happened. He just views them differently, and I think that that's oh, yeah. the true And here's the other tyranny. thing that you know at some point Gamora will be back to, actually, is the fact that when Thanos ends the universe, he goes inside of the Soul Stone, and you realize it's Gamora's soul is powering the Soul Stone. Because hmm. she's in there. That's right. how the Soul Stone works. It needs a soul to function. Right. So, a soul that's sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's going to be... a. This is the thing, like, you, there's already a bunch of beats that are telegraphed, like, the fact that, like, he's going to keep talking to Gamora inside of the Soul Stone, clearly. Right. Um, who knows, maybe change of, like, Thanos will martyr himself. The fact that Captain America never had the shield, uh, he just has those shields, and the Captain America shield never showed up, you know, at some point, him and Tony are going to, like, you know, make up, and that's going to be a crux of this whole thing. They'll blame each other, and at some point they'll make up, and Tony will give him back the real shield. Well, I hope so, because yeah. that's the thing, is we haven't seen those two come together again, and, and like we are talking about with like with there being no bad blood, I hope that there is some. I hope they yeah. have an argument or something, you know? At least just give some lip service to the Civil War. Yeah. Um, definitely. One thing I do like, I want to say about the end credits that I really liked, um, is they were just black. And how that's the first yeah. time that's ever happened because the end credits of Marvel movies are always like these bombastic yeah. CGI things happening with like the or cast sketches. and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, um, exactly. And then it's like this one's just black, and I yeah, thought it that was, was really well interesting. And I like the way it just stops right there, and yeah, just, and goes. But I um, and that they did keep it to just one stinger, yeah, because Guardians two definitely exceeded yeah. the maximum limit for. They were all funny. That's mm-hmm. and that's the thing is when that's like what i said about ragnarok is when it's funny i think there's series that that's where it has to end up because if it doesn't it's just gonna get to a point yeah where... well it's to me the other thing i thought was interesting too is like how many people needed to have the end stinger explained to them at the end of the movie yeah totally i mean everybody in my audience is like and i almost like i said it really loud as like that's captain marvel that's Captain Marvel, you know, just because like because I knew everyone was it's, asking. It's like I remember when I saw Avengers for the first time and nobody knew who Thanos, Thanos was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like years in the shadow. Like somebody thing. was like, "Oh, why is that like an, an evil Hulk?" That's right. the one I remember yeah. the most. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, you know, overall, I mean, I for a movie that had that many movie moving gears and had to mm-hmm. like placate that many franchises. It's so good. And, and if agree. anything, it makes me like realize how bad Joss Sweden fumbled the ball with Avengers 2. Yeah, he and definitely it, did. Yeah. Agreed. He shouldn't he probably shouldn't have done that movie at all. Um and it sucks cuz it 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 kind of colors how I feel about Avengers 1, you mm-hmm. know, but I I haven't watched that movie in a long time and I think I want to go back to it and I think I'd really enjoy it. Yeah. You know? It's it's still an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. I think like what Victor was saying, I agree or what we talked about earlier. It just it's one of those ones where 
like I said, when I saw it just like Guardians, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is amazing. Well, and then yeah. you kind of go back to it and you realize in hindsight with the collection of things, it's everything has a different like I'm I'm actually probably still more excited about Deadpool 2 for all its uh, what things I know I'm probably not going to like about uh-huh. it that I'm going to like about it again because I'm getting more to that um just and I feel like this is always of course the end game or the end result of horror movies is eventually you have to go to comedy because it just becomes so ludicrous and asinine yeah. that you just you and I think superheroes are hitting that point I think every once in a while you get a winter soldier you yeah. get a few of these films where it's like, wow, wow, this is really going on to like the next level of um, like the way comic books truly have that power and comic book films by by the same standard. But what it is is that you also get a point where it's like when you look back on it, like Avengers 1, you realize how cookie cutter and you yeah. can still enjoy it. But it's like, wow, they could have done so much more with this. And then you're like, I don't want to become a nitpicky, you know, the typical internet bullshit nerd who's going to be like oh you know it could have been a lot better and it's like yeah it could have but that's that's the fate of all film yeah, yeah. there and, until you hit those perfect films you i know? don't know and it's just crazy when you realize like solo is going to come out in three weeks three <laughs> weeks you guys and two weeks for deadpool two, two weeks, weeks for solo. Like, how like disney like is going to own the world at some point yeah <laughs> there's no way you can't argue this isn't their year like they're going to make so much fucking money it's yeah. kind of like insane. well they already have it's like they're they're just yeah it's just insane how much money but you know what that's you know you talk about the ultimate conglomerate that's that's it they knew which properties to buy yeah and when they bought fox i'm like it's all over man i yeah. mean they really they own so much now well and you realize too like how much money like ant-man and the wasp is gonna make just by virtue of being the first movie after avengers yeah, like, yeah. you know i hate to keep bringing it back to money but it's like dude like that's kind of where we started so no it's, it's just, just like yeah i mean the only reason i realize now and it's so it's kind of obvious the only reason we're having an ant-man movie is because he wasn't in infinity war yeah know? well they they really to say they planned it out you know obviously you know there's a, for imperfections but you know i i think if paramount decides to have a yard sale ever on star trek <laughs> then i think yeah. that you know, they pretty much, which they may, because right. I've heard Paramount's in a lot of trouble hey, right man, now. Hey, man, look, my, vo- my viewpoint of it is I know we're all going to be members of the Disney Empire and mm-hmm. have, like, you know, the Mickey Mouse ears, like, tattooed on our brains, like, in the future. Yeah. But at the same time, like, um, they, in my opinion, other than, like, the occasional misfire, they are handling their franchises so well. I know you don't agree with the Star Wars. I really do like what they've done with most of Star Wars. So, oh, no, no, no. What I'm actually saying mm-hmm. is that's what I'm glad about Star Wars is that Rogue One happened. That's my point is, yeah. is that they're willing to take a risk that, you know, sure. George Lucas never would have right. taken. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm saying that for the fans, I understand why they like Force Awakens and Last Jedi. They're just not for me. But that's the whole point is that's how you grow an empire. Yeah. Is you start making films for the people or properties or whatever that people are going to start liking. Because if you if you stay stagnant, then people are, and that's right. what happened was the comic book industry was at the end. That's why all these other films got made because Marvel was selling the rights in the 80s and yep. 90s at bankruptcy. And now they're still at that point where comic books are just not, it, it's it's a, the, the physical age, as much as we all enjoy it, is fading. Right. To, it, it's becoming 
simultaneously like we're collectors of gold and like you know precious metals and stuff and jewels but then it also becomes that um you know that it's a last defenders of that like i think there's an appreciation format but i also think that that's uh the diehards and stuff like that of like things like comic books i just don't think it's there and i think that that to have legacy you have to keep expanding and i think that that's Yes, Disney will end up in. We will experience reneducation eventually <laughs> when we when we get there. Yep. Cool, cool. So I think yeah, that was a good breakdown. It went on a little longer than we thought, but I feel like we got pretty much everything. Well, speaking of which, about which Disney, yeah. Victor does have to get up early to go Disneyland. So yeah, he's starting early. You know, get nice. some of those Star Wars collector pins or whatever the fuck. Are you going to Disneyland? Yeah. Nice. And we, I was. What's funny is that we were there last weekend, last la, exact weekend last year. Too. Nice. Is it crowded? Uh I mean, it's like always crowded. It's but always like, was crowded. it really bad specifically? No. Yeah. Cool. Have fun, man. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Catch you guys here in a trip. couple weeks again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think uh, next time uh, we come back, we'll be. It'll be like right the day uh, Deadpool. Yeah, out. it'll be Sweet. all right. So you'll, I'm sure, have seen Deadpool by that point, and I'll be seeing it. Oh, is that two weeks from now? Is that is Deadpool? We might have two weeks. Yeah, we yeah. might, we might have, have to reschedule. Yeah, we actually. might have to reschedule because um, I'm going to the double feature yeah. at IMAX. Maybe, um, maybe yeah. we'll do. Uh, maybe we'll do the day after yeah. or something. Maybe like Friday or something. Yeah, awesome, cool. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So yeah, uh, this will be posted up later today, and then you guys can. Tell us your thoughts on Infinity War. If there is any important beats we missed out on, is there some character you wish we talked about more? I think we hit on anybody who's kind of important for the most part, I think. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that was a really good discussion for sure. Yeah. I don't really need to say anything more about Pepper Potts. Yeah, no, I think right. we're good. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. So until next time, guys. Feel free to uh, subscribe to us at uh, Cold Classics on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. We are also on Google Play. We're on everything that matters, pretty much. So, And if you really like what we're going on, give us a uh, review. Five stars would be preferable. We all like that stuff. Tell and us topics you want to hear about. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I know... Like, we've been getting some messages, too, on uh, the Facebook page. Running events again soon. We'll probably have news on that next time. So, stay tuned. So, until next time, I'm going to three hosts for this video. I know, along with Kirby Nelson. I am group. Joshua T. Magic with a kick. T.I.